Opening kick underway in St. Genevieve, and it's kicked from Central to St. Genevieve. Wyatt Springcamper takes it to about the 38-yard line, and that's where St. Gen gets the ball. 11.52 on the clock. We're in quarter number one. That kickoff brought to you by Boyd & Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd & Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Jared Pettis with you alongside me, Robbie Coleman, and Jewel Boyer producing the video portion. Back at the studio, Taylor LeBriar produces the audio portion of the broadcast and Sean Malone, the in-studio host. Here's a direct snap to Luke Fronto, the quarterback. He'll take it himself and gain about, looks like, eight on the play. Check that. It'll be a five-yard gain. Yeah, Spring Camper had a pretty good return there, about 20 yards on the kickoff and put St. Jen up in pretty good uh, field position. Uh, And their first run gets them about second and three or four. St. Jen getting a play from the sidelines as their coach is on the far side. Gives some signals, so, sort of like you'd see a baseball coach on the uh, third base side give the s- signal to the hitter. Yeah, that's something that a lot of teams do now. There's not as much huddling up as it used to be. Here's a snap and a handoff to the jet sweep motion for Wyatt Spring Camper. He's around to the outside, pulled out of bounds by Joe Bryant, but it's good for a first down and about a 20-yard gain for Wyatt Spring Camper. That gets it from the 45-yard line on St. Jen's side of the court or the court rather the uh, field all the way across to the able to get a good gain and was shoved out of bounds and so a first down for St. Genevieve and Central uh, they're without quarterback and wide receivers Cannon Har- or, uh, Case and Murphy the quarterback and wide receiver Cannon Harlow that also impacts the defensive side Let's see if St. Jen targets that quickly. Here's a little fake pass, and now a quarterback carry by Ferranto. He rolls to the near side, gets to about the 40-yard line before he's hauled down. They'll spot him at the 41, a gain of four. Great job, but maybe a little misdirection uh, by St. Jen. Uh, Park Hills is in there. Looks like a 4-2 defense, and, and St. Jen's doing a good job of spreading them out a little bit. And so... Ferranto will head to the sideline, and we have a different quarterback in. It looks like Jack Farlow will line up in the shotgun, or rather will it be Justin Schweigert. Farlow's there. He's in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's going to roll to the far side along the 45-yard line, get to the 40, gain a couple of yards, and then be forced out of bounds. He's close to that... 35-yard line for a first down marker. One official on the near near side spots him on it, and it looks like they are going to give St. Jen the first down and move the chains. Yeah, this is something St. Jen have done before. You know, maybe it was late in the game or or if uh, Luke had to come out for a reason as Jack Farlow moves over to quarterback and they bring in Schweigert as their running back, and and, and they do this a lot, uh, and it's kind of been really well for him, just a a straight snap to the quarterback and a little bit of power running. Well, they'll give it a six-yard gain as it moves the chain. Second first down on this drive for the Dragons. They're wearing the green uniforms, white pants, white hat, uh, helmet with the SG interlocked on the side. There's a late substitution as Braden Berry came onto the field late, breaking a couple of tackles. That is Jack Farlow. He'll push his way past the first down marker at the 25 and get to the 20. Check yeah. that Wyatt Spring Camper. Yeah, they brought Spring Camper in motion. Uh, this time brought him a little deep behind uh, the quarterback uh, and kind of ran a little inside uh, ice, icily. Ball on the 20. And you don't see a lot of offenses do this to the central defense. And they are 
a quick rattling off three first downs quickly. Yeah, you can tell St. Jen's fired up a little bit as they, they come out, and, and I'm sure they're, you know, they got something to prove, and, um, and if they can get them on their heels, it, it's definitely a plus for them. Ferranto back on the field. They snap it to him. He'll roll to the outside. Saw something he liked on the quarterback carry. Gets to about the 15-yard line. That'll be a gain of about five as they spot him right on the 15. So another five-yard run for Ferranto. It looks like one of the St. Jen players, uh, Troy Hurst, coming up a little limp there, but looks like he might be okay. As St. Jen gets the play calling from their coaches again on the far side. Central on the near side with their sideline bench and on the far side at St. Jen, the Dragons attacking the end zone to our right. They're spotted on the 15-yard line, second and five. High snap. Ferranto has to leap to get it. He's going to be brought down in the backfield. The first tackle for a loss today by the central defense. Yeah, high snap. Just took a little too long to, to get going out of the backfield. And, and great job by Park Hills uh, to get some pressure up the middle. And it's a loss of three as Ferranto is brought down by Sammy Calloway on the far side, it looked like. It may have been Jackson Jones possibly as well. Eight minutes in the first quarter. Week five of the high school football season. Fronto looking through the air. Has a man in the end zone on the far side. Through traffic. Did he make the catch? He did, and he's in. Wyatt Springcamper on the far side with a reception touchdown from the 18-yard line. And St. Genevieve leads. That was a heck of a catch. I mean, there was two Park Hills guys there. It was basically just a toss-up and great timing by the receiver to jump up and get it and keep his feet in bounds. The other thing that I think the St. Jim did was run some clock on that possession, too, and then the longer they keep the ball and keep it out of Park Hill's hands, the better. Absolutely. Now at eight minutes, the clock is 6 nothing, and the point after coming. Snap is good. The hold is there. The kick is away, and that one splits the uprights as the kick is good, and St. Jim leads 7 nothing. It's a quick score for the Dragons and a long possession. They run off four minutes of the quarter. We head to break and come back as Central will take the ball after St. Jim's kickoff. The Family Fun Center in Bonterre is putting the family back into family fun. It's the perfect place for a birthday party, family game night, group outings, or just come hang out and have some great food and lots of fun. Be sure to check out their new go-karts to make your experience even more enjoyable. Whether it's bowling, arcade games, go-karts, bumper boats, bounce houses, or just hanging out, you can count on a great time. The Family Fun Center, open Wednesday through Sunday and located right off Highway 67 on Old Orchard Road in Bonterre. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Ledco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. With eight minutes on the clock, a St. Genevieve touchdown starts the scoring against the Central Rebels. Both teams 3-1. to one. Jared Pettis, Robbie Coleman with you from St. Genevieve, home of the Dragons. And Central gets the ball on the 23-yard, uh, check that 33-yard line. Some solid field position. Back in their own end. 
Yeah, St. Jen just kind of a little pop-up kick there and uh, probably a pretty smart decision by uh, the Park Hills just to kind of kneel that one. Joe Bryant, the quarterback tonight for Central, takes the snap. He's forced out of the pocket. Little floating pass to the far side. And Central is tackled for a loss after the reception was made. Not sure who that was. It was kind of behind the line of scrimmage. By what looked like jersey number one, but that's Cannon Harlow. Is that Cannon Harlow? I'm not sure. It's jersey number one. It is jersey sure. number one. If that that's Cannon Harlow, maybe it's see, he takes the helmet off. Let's see. It does. Look it looks like, like Cannon Harlow. Maybe something they thought they'd see how his you know ankle was. Or here's a. Snap and a handoff to Caden Casey on the jump sweep to the near side. He's got a first down and some as he takes it to about the 45. They'll mark him down at the 42-yard line. They did a good job getting the outside there and, and using Casey's speed. It is a first down for Central. We'll get a number or a uh, license plate for you on the, the player wearing number one. There's also a player on the sideline wearing jersey number 16 who's on crutches. Here's a snap as Jackson Jones hands it to Joe Bryant. Jackson Jones can play quarterback some too. Maybe a deceptive play there, and that'll be a first down for Central. They lined up with three backs in the backfield on that one on a short distance. 7.03 to go here in quarter number one. St. Jen leads 7 nothing. Park Hills now goes back to shotgun, empty backfield. Twin wide receivers on either side, putting a man in motion. It is number seven, Caden Casey. Here's a fake and a quarterback keep by Joe Bryant, and he stopped about two yards ahead of the line of scrimmage, so a gain of two on the quarterback carry. That's 45, Paul Taylor on the stop. We've got a flag. A penalty marker is down. It looks like it's going against the Rebels, and it will be holding on the Rebel offense, and that'll back him up. That's a break for St. Jen early on. Yeah, Park Hills like, looked like they were marching. That's going to push him back to first and 15. Now, that'll put the ball on Central's 37. And again, Joe Bryant lines up in the shotgun with two wide receivers on either side. On the near side, Braden Berry and Jackson Jones on the far side. Caden Casey and Barrett Henson. Snap to Bryant. He'll run right up the middle. Break a couple oh, tackles. A he lost it. Who caught it? It's poked out. It looks like Bryant fell yeah. on it. I think you're right. And it, it just he was stripped because I think he almost kept running without the ball. Yes. Didn't realize that he about lost it. And, he did gain four yards. That moves it up to the 41. Second and 13 for Central as their offense has run into a couple of brick walls and the St. Genevieve defenders. Yeah, St. Gen's got a 3-3 defense, and Wyatt Springcamper um, has moved into the middle linebacker spot. That's something Jay Pope said they were starting him this week that's a little bit different. Snap, and it's to Jackson Jones. He'll have a screen pass over to Joe Bryan on the far side. He's got some blockers, gets to the 50. He's across half field, and he's pushed out of bounds at the 47-yard line. A first down for the Rebels? Not yet. It's third and a yard. Great little play. Uh, number 70, Nathan Weinhold, with a great block out there. 
to pick up some extra yards. Direct third and short, will they go back to that three-back lineup? Clock down to 5.48. It stops as Bryant was pushed out of bounds. Central going to uh, make a couple of loops in the backfield before they get to the line of scrimmage. And now they're going to sit up in the pistol formation. Snap to Jackson Jones. He'll hand it off to Joe Bryant. But he's met behind the line of scrimmage by a handful of Dragons. And he's brought down for a loss. It looks like it's going to be fourth and about three as they back him up a yard. Same play they did the last time to get the first down. Big question here, do you punt or go for it? You're fourth and about two. Give St. Jen good field position if you don't get it, or do you punt it and get them deep in their own end? Well, Joe Bryant is the punter. Let's see if they try the hard snap. Oh, if they would have snapped it, St. Jen would have been offsides. The fans on the near side yell, no whistle, we play on. Now the high snap to Bryant. Oh, he keeps He'll it. carry it right up the middle. Met again at the line of scrimmage. He's brought down. Turnover on downs. And St. Jen going crazy on the far sideline. Yeah, a risky little play there, I think, early in the game. But, you know, you got the players and, and a great line. Maybe take that chance and something they've probably done all year long. St. Jen does a good job of stuffing it and takes over, again, with pretty good field position. St. Jen gets it on the 48-yard line. Still on their half of the field. And they line up. Trip wide receivers on the near side, a lone wide receiver on the far side. Man in the backfield with Ferranto. He puts a man in motion. That's Spring Camper. He's going to hand it off on the jet sweep. Spring Camper to the outside on the far side. Breaks one tackle. Flag thrown. He's going up the sideline. He's got a first down. Breaks a fourth tackle, and he's pushed out of bounds. But the flag is back at the line of scrimmage. Let's see if it's coming back. Yeah, unfortunately, that, usually at that spot's a holding a lot of times. That's what it is. It is a hold on St. Jen. It was that wide receiver on the far side that was blocking for Spring Camper. I want to say that was either Tucker Reed or Aiden Meyer. I think that was Aiden Meyer, number eight. And that'll back up the Dragons after what would have been a huge, huge gain. And a break for the Central Rebels. 4.51 to go here in the first quarter. Now they're back first and 20 from their own 38. Do you air it out here, or do you push a little run up the middle if you could? Well, I think, you know, with St. Jen's strength, they're probably going to continue to probably run it a few times. Uh, I think just airing it out. I mean, you still got four downs. It's first down. First and 20, 4.51 to go here in quarter number one. Ferranto takes the direct snap. He'll roll to the near side with a little head fake, take it up the middle, and gain about five on the play. Not a bad little move. Uh, looks like they were trying to it's out. They sent Jack Farlow in motion. Uh, Park Hills did a decent job, though, of staying home. Arms, wording and numbering, navy blue trimmed in red with the navy blue pants and the red central helmet. Here in St. Genevieve, Friday night, week five of the high school football season. Play clock down to 10 for the Dragons. They are to the line of scrimmage, though. Play clock now down to five. 
It's down to four. Still no snap. Man in motion. It's down to three. There's the snap to Ferranto looking to the near side. Has a screen play. And then another yard brought down at the 39. A huge passing play by Ferranto as he connects with Tucker Reed. Yeah, Park Hills had some really good pressure. They actually brought a middle backer on a blitz, and I believe number 58 for Park Hills was in at Sam Callaway. Uh, was in Ferrano's face when he threw that, kind of threw it off his back foot and, and still made a good throw. I would think Park Hills would continue to do that, bring a little more pressure, maybe blitz a little bit more as, as the game goes on. Absolutely, especially with the younger quarterback, maybe get into his head a little bit. But he, <laughs> they're not going to be in his head there as he just used the arm to get away from it. Snap to Jack Farlow. He's in his quarterback on this drive, or this play, rather. He'll gain about a yard or two and be brought down. Check that. They say he got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain, second and ten. Did great job by Park Hills. I think that was number 63 who made the stop. Ferranto coming back in. Out Cole. goes Justin Schweigert. Yeah, that's Cole Presswood. St. Genevieve getting the play. Ten seconds on their play clock. 2.56 here in the first quarter, and again, the Dragons running off some clock. They lead by a score, 7 to nothing. It's direct snap to Ferranto. He's the quarterback, rolls to the near side. Sammy Calloway there again with the pressure right in his face, and Ferranto throws it away. Yeah, Park Hills blitzed both uh, middle linebackers that time and really got to the St. Jen quarterback. Let's see what the Dragons do on third and ten. I think I think you tell maybe St. Jen's looking to run that clock a little bit. They're letting the play clock get down pretty low each time, trying to make you know again keep possession. Park Hills need the big stop here is third and ten. Well, this would be a huge stop for the Rebels. After just punting or not punting away, turning the ball over moments ago. Snap to Ferrano. He'll run right up the middle, be met at the line of scrimmage, and make it fourth and about. 11 as they do back him up a yard. That was Alex Kilmeyer? Alex Eichemeyer. Eichemeyer. Sorry, we don't have a light down here. We don't, <laughs> and uh, my handwriting on your, your page is about chicken scratch. 220 to go in quarter one. Looks like St. Jen going to use a play here. Ferranto lines up with twin wide receivers on the near side, make it trips, and puts one in motion. By Caden Casey to stay with the man downfield. We'll get a license plate for you momentarily. I believe it was Ethan Ottens they were eyeing down there. Yeah, he did a, uh, Casey did a good job getting that arm in there late. I, you know, he, I think he, uh, Ottens had him beat just a little underthrown, and Casey able to knock it out. And that'll turn the ball over. So after the score for St. Genevieve, both teams turn it over on downs. And with 2.01 to go, Central gets the ball back on their own 40-yard line. Park Hill's coming against shotgun. A little full back in front of the quarterback. Snap is high. Hand off to Caden Casey as he's in a jet sweep motion to the near side. Gains about a yard before being brought down by a pair of dragons. It looks like 
Isaiah Bosler was there. Yeah, Park Hills tried to run to the short side of the field, and he just kind of ran out of real estate there. Central does gain a yard, though, still on their own side of the field at the 41. Dragons. Now it looks like it'll be Jackson Jones, the quarterback on this play, but instead we get a timeout, and it's called by St. Jen. We'll step aside as well. This timeout brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. 7-0, the Dragons leading the Rebels late in the first quarter on KFMO. You need insurance for your car, your home, your life, or your health? You can do it yourself or go with a professional insurance agent. Jerry Weems of Weems Insurance Agency, 573-701-9300. We've got you covered. Wolfers Law in downtown Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports and wants to wish all the area schools the best of luck this sports season. The decision of an attorney is an important one and shouldn't be based solely on advertising. That's Wolfers Law. Dunlap Automotive in Park Hills is hiring for experienced techs. If you are a motivated individual and you are able to work in a fast-paced environment, then Dunlap Automotive in Park Hills is looking for you. Pay is based off experience and applicants will need to be flexible on their schedule as you may have to work on the weekends to stay caught up on the workload. You can apply in person at 210 East Main Street in Park Hills. Dunlap Automotive at 210 East Main Street in Park Hills or give them a call 573-431-5100. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Ledco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. High snap to Jackson Jones, hands it off to Joe Bryan in the jet sweep motion, and he gains four on the play, make it third and five with 55. Switching their quarterbacks and (laughs) moving them all over the place. They absolutely will do that, especially in a time like this as they again snap it to Jackson Jones, a different man under center, and he loses a couple yards as St. Jen got there quick, I believe. It was... uh, yeah. Jackson Jones with the carry. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I don't know if he kind of fumbled the snap or if he just tried to – he saw something, tried to sneak it right back up the middle, but kind of seemed like a broken play. Now it looks like Park Hills will punt. Jacob Swigert was there with the uh, tackle. It's like White Spring Camper back to return. And punting, Caden Casey, I beg your pardon, Braden Berry, received – from Caden Casey and a good spiraling punt. Going to be received at the 25-yard line by Spring Camper. Fakes to the near side, rolls to the far side. He's got some blockers to the 50, and he's going to waltz out of bounds at about the 48, and that'll do it in the first quarter. Yeah, there looks like there's a flag back at the 28-yard line. Guessing a block in the back. Yeah, it looked like uh, one of the secondary on the kicking or the receiving team. That was the Dragons. Kind of pushed a man late that was already out of the play, didn't need it, and that's the flag. We seem to do a quarter break. After one quarter, St. Genevieve leading Central 7-0 on KFMO.
Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Mineral Area College in Park Hills. Your American Family Insurance Agents Bill Bass in Park Hills and Harry Peterson in Farmington. Priory Farms Dairies in Farmington. And by Pettis Chrysler Dodge in Farmington. In St. Genevieve, <laughs> the lights are on. Coach Coleman says, let there be light, and it's blinding us. Here. Quarter of the Dragons lead the Rebels 7 to nothing, and St. Gen will take over. Officials convening. I wonder if they're discussing that penalty flag at the end of the quarter. Yeah, I mean, they haven't moved the chains or anything, so I don't know if they're – I wouldn't all know why they would re-punt that at all, but – and Corey Schweiss, he's out to the numbers on the near side with his palms up. It's it, From his uh, stance and, and his demeanor, it looks like they might take this off well, unless they put a flag on Central and give him flags on both sides. Both of coaches will get a meeting from an official. Coach Schweiss still not happy. Oh, no, very not happy. Not, a, not as animated as he was last week against Cape Central, though, on a uh, non-pass interference call. Oh, yeah. Well, it does look like it's coming back. Corey Schweiss still not happy down there. Somebody on the sideline hollering at one of the officials. I wonder if that's Schweiss. We can audibly hear it from here. I'm not sure if the mics are picking it up. Schweiss going to walk down the field with the officials. He's definitely not happy with this call. It'll be interesting to... Uh... But it seems like they it's still against St. Jen because the punt return would have put them back up to the yeah, it would have put them Yeah, it would have put them at about the 48. Yeah. They're going to be spotted. St. Jen is on their own 25. Corey Schweiss still talking it over with the official now on the near side as St. Genevieve is getting ready to line up for a play. Either way, we are starting the second quarter. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not quite yet. <laughs> 15 seconds on the St. Gen play clock as they get to the line of scrimmage. 12 minutes on the board, and that means we're about to start quarter number two. With the Dragons on offense, snap to Ferranto, jet sweep motion. Ferranto holds it. He's got a lot of room on the far side, tries to get around Casey. He breaks the tackle. There's a good block, and that's Ferranto going to take it to the 49-yard line and step out of bounds. A great move by Ferranto to break that kind of first tackle, and then um, 
Not sure who the receiver was, but another great block up there allowed him to probably get another 10 yards out of it. Absolutely. He broke through that. Caden Casey kind of stumbled after the head fake from Ferranto, grabbed Ferranto's ankle, and he just spiked his way out of it. I say spiked out of it because he was able to use his cleats to get away from the tackle. We got an update in studio, Sean Malone. Jerry, we got a couple scores coming in here throughout the area. Potosi, Fredericktown, one of those teams going to come away with their first win on the season. Advantage Potosi, 7-0 punt return, touchdown for the Trojans. 31 seconds left to play in the first quarter. And Hillsborough with a hot start against Festus, 14-0. They lead that second score, a Preston Brown 59-yard pass to Keaton Pipkin. Jared, back to you. Sean, thanks. Here's a huge... Six-yard gain for, I believe it was Wyatt Springcamper on that carry. Yeah, they, they motioned him in again and, and gave him a little, wasn't a sweep. They gave him a handoff and he cut it inside and the tackle was made by Sam Callaway for, for the Rebels. Well, there's Sammy Callaway, one of them defensive players that coaches just love. He can almost do everything on the defensive side. Once he grabs a man, that, that player's not getting through that tackle. Here's a snap to Ferranto. He keeps it himself, rolls to the far side, breaks a couple of tacklers, now runs right into a pair and maybe trips of Central's defensive secondary, and he's brought down at the 40, but that's a first down for the Dragons. Yeah, same little motion in, but this time uh, Ferranto keeps it um, and, and cuts it in. Uh, you know, you have to give credit to, I think, St. Jen's line right now Absolutely. because they kind of are controlling the line of scrimmage, and that right there you, you've seen about three or four of the offensive line downfield with Ferranto. When you look at the St. Genevieve Dragons offensive lineman, 6'4", 205, Wyatt Kemper, Nate Johnson, 6'1", 255, Jacob Warren, 6'1", 230, and Jacob Schweigert, 5'9", 290, and Dalton McBride, 6'2", 205. So there's not a lot of players that are going to be able to move them. Ferranto rolls to the near side. There's a miss uh, on an off, or a blocking coverage, and coming in to bring him down was Nathan Weinhold. And it'll be a loss for Ferranto, a loss of a yard and a half. They mark it as second and 12. Yeah, little things that uh, intrigue me a little bit. And you were talking about the line. Uh, St. Jen's line averages 237, and Park Hill's line averages 223. <laughs> <laughs> so about a 14, 15-pound difference. Heavyweight <laughs> match tonight here in St. Genevieve. Ball spotted on the 42-yard line in Central Territory, second and 12 with exactly 10 minutes on the second quarter clock. Snap to Ferranto, rolling to the far side. Screen pass, got it to his man looking for, that was Jack Farlow. He'll carry it up the field, get to about a yard before the first down line. That would have been 30-yard line. He's marked at the 31. Oh, no, they do move the chain. First, I'd saw it better. And the ball will be spotted on the 30s, so it'll be first and 10 with 9.52 to go and a good good screen pass to Jack Farlow on the far side. Yeah, they had trips up there on that far side, and they basically ran off the D-backs. And, and I'm not sure if a linebacker didn't get out to get Farlow, but um, and he was ran out of bounds by number 33, Eichemeyer. Now let's see what St. Genevieve comes out with here. It'll be two wide receivers on the near side. And it looks like one on the far side. Snap and a carry. The snap directly to Jack Farlow. He's going to be brought down in the back as he was trying to get through a block. I believe the, the player blocking might have been. Jackson Jones, I think, was in there. I don't know if he made the tackle, but I think made Farlow cut back. Well, if it were Jones, he was fighting through Nate Johnson, who was trying to deliver a block for Jack Farlow on the far side, and Jones 
just bided his way right to Farlow and pulled him down. A loss of four, second and 16, or a loss of six, rather. Sitting in try to call him, get him off sides. Fronto looking to pass on the far side. He's got a man on a bullet feed and out of need. Did he make the catch? Yes, he did. That's Tucker Reed, who had a drop to a knee and trap it between his chest, his hands, and the grass. I guess you could say turf here in St. Genevieve, but a decent gain makes it third and four. You definitely could tell they were wanting to, they were kind of running the, the D-back deep and coming back, but that was a really low throw, and Tucker did a good job of getting his hands underneath the ball. 8.42 to go in the second quarter. Jared Pettis, Robbie Coleman with you on this Beautiful Friday evening. Rain was in the forecast earlier in the week. No rain tonight so far. Better knock on wood. Here's a high snap. Ferranto hands it off to Wyatt Spring Camper. He breaks through up the middle. Got the first down. That'll move the chains and stop the clock momentarily. They're definitely using that motion a lot, whether it's Spring Camper or Farlow. It seems like each time Spring Camper comes, they're giving him the ball. And why wouldn't you give him the ball? He's... He's electric offensively for this ball club. So far, five touchdowns on the season receiving-wise. He came into the game, though, with no yardage rushing. Five carries for no yards. <laughs> yeah. And they really didn't, I don't think, used him. Uh, have, like you said, only five carries in four games. Um, but I think they've kind of kind of learned to use his speed coming in motion. Ball on the 19. Snap to Ferranto. He'll roll to the near side. He's got a couple of blockers. Gets to the 20. Now to the 15, and he's pushed out of bounds. And it looks like they're going to mark him at the 14, and that'll be a five-yard gain. Yeah, he did a great job kind of tippy-toeing. I thought he was going to be run out of bounds, only with a gain of about a one or two. And did a good job of staying in bounds. And now St. Jen is, looks like they're on their 14-yard line, knocking at the door again. 7.55 left. They lead 7 nothing. Picked up a touchdown five seconds ago in the first quarter at the eight-minute mark of quarter number one to take the lead. Used a lot of time on the clock in that drive, using a lot more in this drive. The snap to Ferranto, screen pass to the near side. That's why it's Spring Camper has a block, gets around a tackle, ducks and gets through one. Oh, pulls up, he's in the end zone. Oh, my goodness. What a play. Wyatt Spring Camper broke about five tackles, and he finds his way to the white-painted Dragons wording in the end zone. Yeah, that was great determination by Wyatt. I thought they kind of had, had him held up, and, and one of the Park Hills players, I think, just came in a little high. Spring Camper actually ducked down, and once <laughs> that guy missed, he was able to pull off and fight through a couple more. Make it 13 nothing at 7.47 here in quarter number two. You don't often see a high schooler break that many tackles, let alone a college player. Yeah, great job. Again, they you know had the ball at the beginning of the second quarter as that kick is up and good to make it 14 nothing. But wasted another four minutes and 13 seconds off the clock just like they did in the first quarter when they started with the ball. 14 And right after this. Precious memories left behind when we celebrate the life of those we love. Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. 
Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know that we have an in-house print shop? We can print envelopes, checks, cards, and handle all your colored needs. Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. Short kick. It's received by Barrett Henson and returned to about the 46-yard line. Make it 47, so a solid 15-yard gain on that uh, return by Barrett Henson. Weiss, uh, St. John has done that. It kind of seems like they're making sure they don't kick it deep uh, to Job. I, I wouldn't there. want to. I would <laughs> definitely not want to kick it deep. If you can kick it short and get to him quickly, why not do that? Rather than kick it deep and give Joe Bryant some time to make Jen rolled with them, forced Brian back to the near side, and he was swallowed up for a huge, huge loss. Yeah, I'm not sure who on the far side, but they did a great job of just spreading that out, and Job tried to turn around and come back the other way, and you have to give credit to Justin Swint. He trailed that play the entire time um, and made that play. Seven oh two to go. Central going to line up for some offense. A shot. Thirteen. A couple of dragons there on the play. There's a flag on the far side. Hash. And Bryant's down. That's not good for Central. He's struggling to get to his feet. Now he rolls to his back. That is not good news if you're the Central Rebels. Bryant now to his feet. I wonder if it's his wrist. It looks yeah. like he's holding his left wrist. Yeah, definitely. Or he lost air. I can't air, tell. Yeah. Maybe something in the midsection. He's back to his feet. 6.51 to go. Flag looks like it's against Park Hills. Oh, that's even tougher. I wonder if it's a hold on the uh, offensive line. Could have been. It looked like it was further away from where the line of scrimmage was, but where a normal holding flag would be thrown. And Jackson Jones, the quarterback on this drive again in the shotgun. Uh, trip wide receivers on the far side. Joe Bryant, the lone wide receiver on the near side. They'll put him in motion, jet sweep motion. They'll hand it off to Bryant. He'll flip it back to Caden Casey, who's coming up the near side. He's got some room. He'll break through three St. Genevieve Dragons. Get across midfield. He's at the third. He's got another blocker to the 20, the 15-10. Caden Casey towards the pylon. He reaches. He got it. Touchdown. Oh, no, oh, no. they spot him down. Oh, man. I think that was a touchdown. Yeah. It's hard. It's on the far oh, side. Oh my but goodness! It sure looked like the ball at least crossed, but you, you don't know if he kind of went stepped out of bounds there first, or they spot him on the one yard line. Caden Casey gets up, and he just looks dejected towards the sky. Yeah, that was great running, <laughs> great moves. Uh, broke, you know, a couple arm tackles, and I, and also Park Hills did a good job of getting downfield and making some good. In goal, 
from the one-yard line. Let's see if they snap it to Jackson Jones for a quarterback carry. Jones under center. Snap to him. We get a whistle. Looks like a false start. Boar, did Central use a timeout? (laughs) The official. Yeah, that was a... I wonder if it was just a whistle that should not have been blown. Yeah, I think it was. (laughs) He turned and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All the coaches kind of had their palms up like, huh? Here's a snap. Kind of a fumble, but they called it down. One wide receiver out on the near side. That's Caden Casey. Ball snapped to Jackson Jones. We get a whistle and a flag. flag. That'll be a false start on St. Genevieve. Guess that doesn't hurt too much at this point when you're already on the half-yard line. So if you're going to get a penalty, I guess this is the time to get it. Absolutely. Just one receiver way here to the far right. Again, it's Caden Casey, but they're going to hand it off, and that's going to be a loss. Nowhere that Central could go. Is that Jackson Jones? It is. Brought down for a loss. That'll put the ball on the four-yard line. It'll be third and make it five with third. It looks like Hayden Carver, yeah. And again, I think the official asking Central for a timeout. No, wait a minute. The official says, no, no, if they're not calling. fake. Well, they do spread it out now. They've got twins. Looks like twins on both sides. Sorry, an up back. In the backfield, it's Joe Bryant. He's the quarterback in shotgun. He's going to hand it or take it off himself. Sweeps to the outside. Gets around one. He's lunging for the pylon. He got it. No. I still haven't seen it. Still didn't get it. I could have swore the official on the far side marked it. No, he didn't. That was an arm for a Central Rebel who was trying to uh, sell it. <laughs> sell it. He faked the broadcasters out. Yeah. <laughs> fourth and one as Central makes it back to the one. It's fourth and goal. Ball on the one-yard line. Big goal line defense yeah. for St. Jen on this pressure play by Central. This could definitely be, you know, I mean, it's only second quarter, but you say play of the game. Could be huge right here. Absolutely. And now Park Hill is going to call that timeout. 4.26 to go in the second quarter. 14-0 Dragons lead. We send you to break this time out. Brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. The Central Rebels trailing by two scores, trying to punch one into the end zone when we come back. 
Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. I would like to send out a huge thank you to all that have purchased cars from us this year. We've had a fantastic year. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and check out how I've revamped our inventory. Now 80% of our cars are under 20,000 and all late model vehicles. Do not miss out. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next car today. That's Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. When you're in the market for a car, think smart, think car smart, and shop us first. Car Smart, where buying a car isn't rocket science. Jerry, a couple quick score updates for you. Potosi now leads Fredericktown 14-0 with the Trojans getting a rushing touchdown to double their lead, 9.58 to go in the second. Valley Catholic with a three-score lead over St. Vincent. Grant Fowler at fumble recovery, 18-yard defensive touchdown for him. 21-0, 8.02 left to go in the second quarter for the Warriors. Jared. Tried quarterback keeping and just uh, you know a, a little uh, handoff uh, to the fullback, but this time getting it in there. The Dragons still on defense, obviously. As uh, Central going to go for two, trailing by eight points, 14 to six. Lining up in the pistol formation again. Jackson Jones under center. Snap. He'll hand off Joe Bryant. Rolls to the near side, met at the line of scrimmage, pushed back, and that will mean the two-point conversion is no Central gets the score, but not the two-point conversion. The Dragons still lead on KFMO. Its history come to life at the Felix Valley House State Historic Site in St. Genevieve. Step back in time to the early 1800s and explore this beautifully preserved American federal-style home and go on a journey through the American influence on the French community of St. Genevieve after the Louisiana Purchase. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with tours available. Call 883-7102 to plan your visit. Don't miss the unique historical experience at the Felix Valley House State Historic Site. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloche. I'm cruising in my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? LaCarrie Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients like Kevin Ball's Auto Body, the most recommended. Located just off Highway 67 in Lettington, when you take your vehicle to Kevin Ball's, your car hasn't looked this new since it was new. The Superior Collision Repair Shop is Kevin Ball's Auto Body in Lettington. Central kicks it away with Braden Berry. It's a short kick, touched by the Dragons, and falling on it up front. It was Mason Nix who got a piece of it, and it, it took a friendly bounce off of his hands and all the way back to the 22. That's where Central, or I beg your pardon, St. Gen will take over. Central just punched it into the end zone. 4.21 to go. 14-6, St. Genevieve leads Central. Jared Pettis, Robbie Coleman, Jewel Boyer, Sean Malone, and Taylor LeBrier, our entire crew tonight. 
If you're Park Hills here, you're hoping a quick three and out and have you know a good three minutes at least uh, to maybe get another score on before halftime. And if you're St. Jen, at least if you don't score, you know you kind of run the clock out and not give Park Hills another chance. St. Jen takes over. The ball is officially spotted on their 23. They had a really good start to the first quarter and to the second quarter. Defensively, I think that was probably one of the most perfect first quarters for St. Jen this season so far, especially against this tough central offense. Yeah, you know, we talked about the offensive line doing a good job. I That's a tough break for the Dragons. The play was already over when the... With the loss of down, loss of yards already. Fourteen to six, Dragons leading. Four twelve to go before halftime. But imagine Park Hills maybe again bring some more pressure, start blitzing again. Snap. Ferranto rolls back, looking to the far side. He's got a man. That's going to be pass interference, but it's caught. And now the flags come in. (laughs) What a play, Tucker Reed. Oh my goodness, Tucker Reed. (laughs) He was hauled down by Devin Graff as the pass was being thrown. If I can see it from about 200 yard, or feet away, <laughs> or 200 yards away almost, it's going to be a flag thrown, and two flags came in. Yeah. Part of it is, I mean, Tucker making a good play, but I, I, I don't know if he had hands to catch it. I think the <laughs> no. ball just got stuck in there. <laughs> stuck know. in his face mask yeah. almost, it looked like. Flag on central, pass interference. That'll move the uh, play up. Or he had his hands. He didn't have arms to move <laughs> since he was being drugged down. That's, that's that's one of those coach where you, you smack your brother and he grabbed you or you grab him so he can't go and tell mom. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what that was. Yeah, that's a big play for St. Jen. <laughs> Gets him almost to the 50-yard line. Falling out of the 48, still on St. Genevieve's side of the 50-yard line. A couple of players in motion now as St. Jen reverses the play. Here's a handoff to Farlow. He'll take it to the near side, has a blocker, gets through Caden Casey's attempted tackle, takes it to about the 45 on the opposite side, and they're going to spot him at the 43, a yard shy of the first down. Yeah, I think Jackson Jones running out of bounds, and Park Hills did a good job of pushing that to the sideline. They just didn't make the, make the tackle when they had him. Well, Farlow... He's doing a great job tonight on the uh, ground. He's got five rushing touchdowns on 47 carries and coming into the night, 335 yards. Did stop the clock at 348. Same play shown by the Dragons, and again they hand it to Farlow, but he rolls to the far side. He's got a blocker and two men to beat, and he's got two blockers with him. Gets through one. Here's a late flag. It might be on St. Jen on a block in the back. Tucker Reed was doing, I couldn't see the other blocker, but I thought Tucker Reed was doing a good job just staying in front 
But the flag does look where there would be a, a block in the back. And it is going against St. Jen, and they call that holding. That's not a spot where you normally yeah. see a holding call at. It's been the receiver, that holding call. Well, sometimes the the, uh, the good blocks turn into holding because they look like good blocks, yeah. but only because you've grabbed a hold of the uh, defender. Not yeah. sure where he's walking, though. I guess he's uh, re-stepping re it off. It might still be a first down. And so they'll Let's walk see. it back from yeah. the 18-yard line. Ball will be spotted. I beg your pardon. That was the 26-yard uh, line. Ball will be spotted on the 31. So still positive yards for the Dragons. 3.39 away from halftime. 14-6. St. Genevieve leads. And the clock begins to roll. Under 3.35. And again, the Dragons showing that same play. In a real tight formation. Four receivers. Ball snapped to Ferranto. He'll take it himself. Gains about... Two, maybe one and a half on the play. Yeah, great job by Park Hills in the middle. They will give him two. That was Jack Farlow, rather, as Ferranto now comes out on the bench. Farlow in as the quarterback on that play. Looked like Nathan Winhold was in on that one. A couple other Rebels. 16 seconds on the Dragons' play clock. They're still getting the signs from the coaching staff on the far side. I don't think they'd be in much hurry here. Again, even if they don't score, running that clock, not giving Park Hills a chance to get the ball back. Well, I think the first half is a success if you can take it to halftime with the lead over uh, Central. Here's a snap and a handoff to Jack Farlow. He's around on the outside. That's There's a first down, flag. but another late flag comes in after the play was ended. If it, if things stand, it's a first down for St. Jen, but let's see what the flag's on. And there's two of them, so I don't know if it's the same call. Looks like it's going to go against St. Jen, the way the official is uh, standing, prepared to walk back the... And it's holding again. That blocker on the far side. I wonder if it's Tucker Reed out there, or maybe Mason Nix as well. He's kind of walking over to yeah. his bench with the uh, demeanor of eight. Oh, that's on me, guys. That's that's my bad. Hand up. That's on me. <laughs> Well, if you admit it, that's the start. I, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I guess. 2.37 to go. Eight-point lead for the Dragons. So this one. Now they're going to count out the steps. The penalty. Oh, unsportsmanlike oh. on St. Genevieve. That's going to back them yeah, that way up. That, that hurts. Yes. I didn't. A hold a hold wasn't good, but it would have kept you, you know, if it was from the flag, would have kept you probably worth the line of yeah. scrimmage. I didn't see it. seemed like both play, or both teams were separated and everything was done. And then late, the unsportsmanlike came in. I don't know if they were on the ground and something. Well, football always one of those competitive sports where things can get said yeah, yeah. without thinking. And if I'd you're St. Jen, you don't want to get into that. <laughs> Absolutely you know, not. You, here. you do not want to be giving central free yardage, even if it's on the defensive side. 2.13 to go. It's second and 22. Hand off to Farlow on the near side. He'll gain about six, then be pushed forward by central's 
Hayden Carver who's back in. I beg your pardon, that was Silas Richardson. They were trying to rip that ball out. Farley did a good job holding on to it. A great job by Park Hills, only giving up about two yards. So it'll be third and extremely long. I think now's a good time to air something out. It worked a couple plays ago. Yeah, you know, you could you could see him doing that, but I could also see him, you know, the clock run down here to a minute 15, run the ball again, keep the clock running. That's true. You're on the you're on the positive side of the field if you're St. Jen. I I wouldn't mind if they ran it on or ran it down to fourth and a play and then did something here. I think we're going to get a timeout. And it will be a timeout called by Central or uh, St. Genevieve that is. We'll take a timeout with them 14 to 6. St. Gen leads on KFMO with a minute 25 left in the first half. You're listening to High School Football Week 5 Central and St. Genevieve the Dragons leading the Rebels on the Parkland Sports Leader. Competition is trying to beat. Well, at home furnishings, we treat you just like family. We're living rooms to bedrooms, dining rooms, and more. Service after the sale, we're your full line furniture store. Price is the competition is trying to beat. Well, at home furnishings. Before we send it back to St. Genevieve, got a scoring update for you. A couple of them, in fact. Valley Catholic building their lead over St. Vincent. 35 to nothing. Another defensive touchdown. A pick six from Henderson. 539 left to go in the second quarter in that contest. 546 left to go in the second between Hillsboro and Festus with the Hawks up 21 to 7. And at halftime, North County, Mountain Vernon on the other side of the Mississippi River. It's the Raiders on the road leading 7 to nothing. Jared, back to you. Snap and a deep throw to the near side. Caught! Oh, what a play for St. Genevieve as they get it to Mason Nix on the near side and he receives it and he's going to be spotted at the eight yard line. A huge passing play for St. Gen. Yeah, they were in a little fake uh, out of their motion and, and, and the ball, uh, defense, Park Hills did a good job. He was right next to the ball, was thrown short and I don't think the, the defensive back really knew that the ball, Mason Nix did a good job coming back and getting it. Minute 05 to go. St. Genevieve threatening. They're on the eighth after the huge gain and the first down. Handoff to Farlow. Gets through a pair. Now he's going to be hauled down as the Central Rebel defender just had a hold of his shirt, pulling him down with it. Yeah, it was great pressure by the Rebels and looked like number 70 Weinhold and even 63 Presswood on the play. It's a gain of two, make it second and goal at the six-yard line. Man in motion, that's Spring Camper. They're going to hand it off to him to the near side, and he's got the wheels turning. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Spring Camper. With 32 seconds to go, and St. Genevieve answers back from that central touchdown, and they run the clock off as well. We're 32 seconds away from halftime. It's 20-6. to Spring Hammer did a great job. He looked like he was going to cut it in a little bit, bounced it out, just used his speed to get to the corner. And Joe Bryant looked like he was going to get there, but just couldn't quite catch up to Spring Camper. Bryant Schwent to kick. He's two for two tonight on point afters. And we get a whistle and a timeout called by Central. We'll take a break. 32 seconds left before halftime. 20-6 to is the score. St. Genevieve leading the Rebels on KFMO. 
You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit MineralAreaDoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at MineralAreaDoor.com. Serving you since 1978. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's Ram Power Days. We are loaded on trucks, three-quarter tons, half tons. Save over $10,000 on select units. 22 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, our last one, save $15,000. In stock, Jeep Gladiator, save over $9,000. Jeep Renegades, save over 10%. We're loaded on deals, pre-owned too, so come see us. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Yeah, they, they must have just tried to test his ankle. Point after is good by that with Bryant Schwent. Three for three tonight, makes it 21 to six, and Sean Malone has an update in studio. Heard this game close to going to halftime. We got another game that's close to going to halftime with a late score as well. Fredericktown and Potosi. Both teams trading scores late. The Trojans, Luke Brabham to Thomas Lamming for a touchdown, but the Fredericktown Blackcats get on the board with an answer. An 11-yard touchdown from Easton Wood to DJ Baca, 21-7 Potosi, two and a half seconds left until halftime in that contest. Jared, back to you. Sean, thanks. 32 seconds left in the first half before our Midwest Sports Center halftime report. Central trailing 21 to 6, but they'll get the ball back. And after the halftime, they will get the ball as well. Yeah, if you're St. Jen here, you want to, you know, I'm guessing they're probably going to, again, short kick it, squib kick it, hopefully to keep them deep and, and not letting them run it back. But Park Hills could use a big play here going into half. And Joe Bryant with Braden Berry ready to receive and return kick if it gets that far. They're both at the, about the 10 yard line, inside the 10 yard line. St. Genevieve yet to come to the field. And they might just take the delay of game. 32 seconds on the clock, 14 on their play clock. Now they get to the field. They have a timeout, so I would assume they would use it. They probably don't want to scoot back much further. Well, if you scoot back much further, you don't have to worry about kicking it all the way down to uh, (laughs) And we do get that whistle. Let's see what it is, if there's a flag or a timeout. Looks like they might just burn the timeout or the official going to go scoot the ball back with the flag. I don't see any piddly marker. No, I'm assuming they... And now they they do. do. Okay, now they do throw the flag and back it up five yards. So instead of kicking from the 40, the kick will come from the 35. And, nope, just kidding. A timeout was called. It will stay at the 40. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll keep this one here. Somebody needs to make our mind up. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thirty-two seconds on the clock. Twenty-one to six. Uh, Coach Coleman, what's your take so far on this first half for St. Jen? Well, I mean, you know, you, you give some credit to the playmakers and Spring Camper and Farlow and, and those guys for St. Jen. Um, but I I really think when you look at both sides of the ball, the line have been doing a great job. I mean, you know, again, they've made some great plays and broke some tackles. Uh, but the defensive line has really held Park Hills, you know, running game uh, pretty good, and the offensive line is is doing a good a good enough job to help those 
guys out. So I think that's in you know, and like any coach would probably tell you, that's where it starts anyways. And and so uh, if they can keep you know St. Jen keeps that up, uh, they got a really good chance here with the lead. Uh, but you know Park Hill's not they're, they're not going to give up, and they're going to come come back fired up and ready to go for a second half. Well, the official after the timeout moves the kick back another five yards, and then another official comes in. I think they're going to uh, discuss what happens here. Wouldn't that be added on to the end of the play? I'm not I, sure how. I mean, if it was delay a game, they would put them back five yards for the kick, I would guess. They are going to move it back to the 40. But, but a timeout was called. Yeah, they did take the timeout off the scoreboard, <laughs> so I'm assuming that was called. 32 seconds on the clock. Now the kick from Bryant Schwent. It's a short one. Going to hop at the 25, and Joe Bryant will receive it there. He'll break through a couple of tackles, now swing it back to the near side and be met at the 35-yard line by a pair of the St. Genevieve special teams players. And so Central will take over with 27 seconds on the clock as Bryant does get him to the 35. It did get to Bryant, but it was off a couple bounces, which I think... You know, was kind of helpful not to let kick it right to him and let him go. You know, the other thing that I was maybe going to talk about at halftime again a little more is the depth. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, you've got great athletes for Park Hill still running, but instead of like their co- you know, Coach Weiss said, you don't have four of them. You only got two of them mm-hmm. on the field, and and these guys are having to do a lot more than what they're used to. Absolutely. Carry the ball more, make Absolutely. plays more. So will they get tired? Yes, that's a that's a good thought. I didn't even think of that especially when they lose those two key offensive players. And even on the defensive side, you got players on the defense that haven't really played much this year. Joe Bryant in trouble in pocket. He's going to scramble forward and be met a yard behind the line of scrimmage. A loss of one for Joe Bryant. 15 seconds, and Central going to have to use their final timeout. And Corey Schweiss is not happy. It looked like Paul Taylor and Justin Schwent on the tackle, but a lot of pressure by some other Dragons. 11 seconds to go before halftime, 21 to 6. As we take a short break, we'll be right back after this to St. Genevieve. Growing up, my parents always encouraged me to do what's right, even if it wasn't easy. I'd always hear my mother's voice say, do the right thing. That stuck with me. Every day, just do the right thing. That's it. The rest takes care of itself. At Shelter Insurance, we believe in doing the right thing for our customers and our communities. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. 21-6. 11 seconds left before halftime. It's the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. We'll check the out-of-town scoreboard, recap the first half, and get you set for the second half. As well as take a listen at some highlights. St. Jen playing like Central is going to air this one out. Twin wide receivers on either side. Jackson Jones and Caden Casey out far. Braden Berry and Barrett Henson on the near side. Joe Bryant in the shotgun. Gets the snap. Looking for somebody downfield. Central going to air it out, but Bryant's in trouble. Going to have to throw it short, and he's not going to make it to anybody. Brought down hard at the 31 as the pass went to the middle. That's a dangerous spot to put it. The clock stops at a second. So Central will at least get one more play out of it. There's Paul Taylor on the pressure there. and uh, Even though he got the ball off, got a good hit on Joe. And Central will get back to the line of scrimmage. Ball spotted on the 34. Their play clock's down to 15 seconds. Let's see if they try to air it out again. As St. Jen played that perfectly moments ago, nobody was open downfield. 
Definitely two safeties deep, even the cornerbacks now 15 yards. And a flag. Looks like delay game. And that'll back Central up even more with just one second before halftime. And yes, it is delay of game. It'll be third and 16. St. Genevieve leads 21 to 6 before halftime. One final play for Central. Unless there's a defensive penalty. High snap. Central hands it off to Braden Berry, and he's swallowed up at the line of scrimmage, and that'll do it in the first half. Boy, a really, really good defensive first half for St. Genevieve, and to add on it, they score three touchdowns. We've seen you to the Midwest Sports Center. Halftime report, 21-6. St. Genevieve leads on the Parkland Sports Leader, KFMO, and their fans on their feet on the far side. Have you been shopping around endlessly and don't know what to do? Too many competitor ads and offers? Too good to be true? Hey, this is David Sizzle from Samsung Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Car shopping can be a frustrating process, being led here and there, but it doesn't have to be. We can make the perfect pair. We've been in business for over 80 years. We do that by building customers for life and squashing all those fears. Now is the time to trade with crazy sweet deals. I'm giving you an extra $1,000 bonus when you trade keys with me. Push, pull, or drag that trade to Samson Ford to see. We offer top trade value, and we have a price match guarantee. Shop around all you'd like to, but when you're ready to trade, you want to trade keys with me. Don't let past credit hiccups keep you wishing and shopping online. With my credit approval process, now's the time to buy. We have over 40 lenders and the knowledge of what to do, so when you come see us, we work to get you approved. So just remember when you're ready, you want to trade keys with me. This month only, get an extra $1,000 trade bonus. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln, the home of lifetime warranty. Online at SysonFord.com. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. The staff at Prairie Farms Dairies are proud to be a part of the communities they serve, supplying fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, a proud sponsor of high school sports. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of high school sports and remind you to stay alcohol, drug, and vape free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope. Online at sfccp.org. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. The employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. 
Oh, what is that stench? Oh, Boogie, you smell terrible. Whew. Dogs can stink up the whole house when not properly groomed and bathed. Take them to Pawfection Pet Grooming where your fur child looks and smells pawfect. Oh, Boogie, have you been eating the trash? Make Pawfection Pet Grooming your first choice for all pet grooming needs. Give them a call today at 573-482-0163. Pawfection Pet Grooming in Park Hill. Welcome to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. The Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report on AM 1240 KFMO. A good contest on hand out in St. Genevieve as the score at the halftime break. 21-0 Dragons. The St. Genevieve Dragons looking for an elusive win over the Central Rebels. It'd be the first time since 2019 in the Class 3 District semifinals when Mateus Lacerda, a foreign exchange student for the St. Genevieve Dragons, kicked the Dragons to a late victory over Central and punched their ticket into that championship game. This would be a big statement win for the St. Genevieve Dragons as both them and Central 3-1 and one on the season so far. We'll take a look throughout the area with the out-of-town scoreboard check. Other scores throughout the area. I guess technically this is a score, although no scoring has occurred. Lift for life. Farmington at halftime, it's 0-0 between those two teams. Farmington having to make up that game. It was originally TDW Prep Academy that they were scheduled to face off against in that contest, picking up Lift for Life instead to play them. Another contest in the half, probably getting ready with the second half here soon, North County and Mount Vernon, Illinois. North County 1-3 on the season, Mount Vernon 2-2. Two two. But the North County Raiders up at halftime by a score of 7 to nothing. This contest at halftime as well. The Potosi Trojans, Fredericktown Blackcats, someone's got to come away with a win in this one. Both teams 0-4. Potosi with the lead at the break, 21 to nothing. DeSoto and Windsor don't have any updates on that contest. Hillsboro, they got a good lead at halftime over Festus. They're up by three scores, 28-7. to And speaking of good leads, how about the Valley Catholic Warriors? That's who the Central Rebels are going to be facing off against in a broadcast game next week. 41 to nothing. you're score big lead for the valley catholic warriors over the saint vincent indians out of town scoreboard check here on the midwest sports center halftime show your score out in saint genevieve 21 to 6 saint jen leads central here on am 1240 kfmo highlights coming your way next hey it's joel schrosser at midwest sports center here in farmington missouri Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. At RP Lumber in Park Hill, they are all about you. From providing the best customer service to offering the top products to help get that summer project done. Let RP Lumber in Park Hills help you turn your dream home into reality. Whatever the project, think RP Blue from the very best in professional service, quality products, and fast delivery. 
RP Lumber on East Main Street in Park Hills. Think blue, RP Blue. RP Lumber in Park Hills. Visit their website, rplumber.com. Honoring your companions with dignity and respect is the mission of Parkland Pet Cremation Service in Park Hills. At Parkland Pet, they understand that a loss in the family can happen at any time, including the loss of a pet. And a pet is more than just a pet, they're a family member. Owner Brian Booyer and manager Alexis Groomer are here to comfort you in your time of need with care and compassion. Contact Alexis today at 573-431-2328 to learn more about the different options available for your pets after they pass away with Parkland Pet Cremation Service. Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills is happy to sponsor high school sports. Remember, if you need contract drilling, they have over 30 years of experience to help you. Since 1968, Lead Belt Pump and Supply has been serving their community with authorized sales and service and a reputation for quality. You'll find Lead Belt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. Lead Belt Pump and Supply, wishing all of our area teams good luck. 65 million years ago, the Parasaurus missouriensis, now known as the Missouri dinosaur, roamed the earth. Today, the story and actual bones of this prehistoric creature can be found at the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center. When you enter the Hall of Giants with its life-size dinosaur models, you won't hear these sounds. You'll hear... Wow! The St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center, where the curious learn. Visit stgenmuseum.org. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials like ham and beans or chicken and dumplings or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees such as their all-you-can-eat catfish, country fried steak, hand-cut ribeye steaks cooked just the way you like, or maybe you want a simple burger and fries. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Dine in, call ahead, or hit the drive through It's the Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. LeCary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients, like Mid-American Metals Collision and Restoration, located at 10121 Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. A veteran professionally owned business offering discounts for veterans and first responders. Mid-American Metals in Mineral Point. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri, in good times and in bad. We're for Missouri families and Missouri communities. We're for giving back to those communities and lifting people up. And when Missouri weather rips through our state, we're for helping put back the pieces. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance. And if you live in Missouri, we're for you. See Mike Sansegra at 1011 St. Jen Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen at 234 State Street in Deloge. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's Ram Power Days. We are loaded on trucks, three-quarter tons, half tons. Save over $10,000 on select units. 22 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, our last one, save $15,000. In stock, Jeep Gladiator, save over $9,000. Jeep Renegades, save over 10%. We're loaded on deals, pre-owned too. So come see us. Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. 
The Rosner Law Firm in St. Genevieve is proud to announce that Kyle Allen, a leading young trial lawyer, has been named a partner. Rosner Law has defended the accused and helped the injured of the mineral area for 30 years, and the Rosner family has fed Southeast Missouri for 75 years. Rosner Law is committed to preserving the future of people who make mistakes, are wrongly accused or injured. When you call Rosner Law, a lawyer answers. Whether it's a criminal charge, DWI, or auto accident, don't wait. Call 573-883-8900 now. All cases will have better results with immediate action. Call David or Kyle Rosner Law, 573-883-8900. You don't need a St. Louis lawyer with Rosner Law's experience and commitment to its clients. Rosner Law is ready to help now, 573-883-8900. Keep your kids in team sports. Sports will keep them out of courts. Call Rosner Law, 573-883-8900. Experience matters. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. at halftime as we get some a look at the highlights of the game and why it's spring camper have yourself an eye midway or actually four minutes into the first quarter a good connection pass between Luke Ferranto found spring camper on the far side and he waltzed it in for the end zone week five of the high school football season Ferranto looking through the air has a man in the end zone on the far side through traffic did he make the catch he did and he's in Wyatt Spring Camper on the far side with a reception touchdown from the 18 yard line Spring Camper would add on to it this time at the start of the second quarter uh, midway through it when a screen pass and he got through a couple of tackles and found his way to the end zone Toronto screen pass to the near side. That's why it's Spring Camper has a block, gets around a tackle, ducks and gets through one. Oh, pulls up, he's in the end zone. Oh my goodness, what a play. Wyatt Spring Camper broke about five tackles and he finds his way to the white painted Dragons wording in the end zone. And it would be Spring Camper again after Central would answer back to make it a two possession game. Spring Camper once more would take this one into the end zone for a rushing touchdown and make it a three score game. Man in motion, that's Spring Camper. They're going to hand it off to him to the near side, and he's got the wheels turning. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Spring Camper. With 32 seconds to go, and St. Genevieve answers back from that central touchdown, and they run the clock off as well. We're 32 seconds away from halftime. It's a really good first half for not just Wyatt Spring Camper, but the entire St. Genevieve Dragons offense and defense. We're joined by the basketball coach for St. Gen. That's Robbie Coleman. And coach, I think that's probably one of the best first halves you could have if you're St. Gen against this dynamic central team. Yeah, you could tell that they came out fired up and and on that for first possession, you know, they marched it down, you know, with somewhat ease and scored and, and, and learned some clock. And I think the second quarter, um, they had the ball eight of the 12 minutes. Um, you know, they, they scored three out of the four times. St. Jen's had the ball. Park Hills has had it only three times and only scored once. Uh, and I think, you know, that, again, they're, they're just they're controlling the line of scrimmage a little bit. You know, they are making plays. And, you know, we talked about this before half. I, I just wonder if Park Hills, especially their skilled guys, are maybe getting a little tired. You know, they're, they're out two of uh, the main ones they have, and when you got to play both ways all the time, where they probably are getting breaks when those guys are around, uh, could make a difference. Any changes you make if you're St. Jen currently? 
Um, I mean, not much. I think, you know, you keep keying on the guys they got. I, I do, I think, uh, and I'm sure, uh, you know, watching Park Hills in the past, they used to run a little more power football, but, at, you know, they would power and power and power, and then they would run that little fake handoff and, and bootleg and, and usually be wide open, and I can see them, you know, even though they're running the spread, they're still running the ball a lot, and so uh, or that pistol formation. So I think they could probably use that to their advantage a little bit, uh, run a couple of fakes and a bootleg and, and maybe hit a pass or two so uh, if i'm st jen i'm just trying to make sure we keep those guys in front of us at all times and and not let them get loose i mean casey already did it once it didn't score uh, himself but uh, you can see what they can do in the open field when they get going absolutely we'll talk more about the central rebels after this quick break our final break on the midwest sports center halftime report and when we come back we'll wrap up that halftime report and send it to the second half more on the halftime report brought to you by midwest sports center coming up after this Hi, I'm Dr. Derek Wiles. Do you experience dry, gritty, burning, itchy, or watery eyes? The doctors here at Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus would love to help. Set up an appointment today, give us a call, or visit us online at completevisioncaremo.com. At Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan, our community loan program is designed for skilled essential workers and professionals. This program offers these individuals low to no money down home loans. So if you are a medical or dental professional or a community hero, call or stop by any of our Ozarks Federal locations to find out more. At Ozarks Federal, we know our customers by name. We want you to love us as much as we love our communities. Always loyal, always local. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. OFSL.bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agents David Scott Haggerty in Park Hills and Brian Larimore in Farmington. Kitchell Accounting and Tax in Ironton. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington. And by Mineral Area Office Supply in Park Hills. 21-6 at halftime. We spoke about the St. Genevieve Dragons and what they did well in that first half. Coach Coleman, what do you change if you're central now? Well, I think you try to use your speed um, as much as possible, you know, and, and again, St. John's been doing a good job of, of, of cutting that off on the outside, and uh, you know, and I, but I think that's their key, and, and maybe a little more misdirection. Uh, the play that they did uh, break was a, a reverse. Uh, you know, they had a guy in motion and, and swept left and reversed it back to Casey to the right, so uh, again, maybe a little misdirection to get St. John, because it does seem like that those, especially their D-line and some of their linebackers coming up the middle, um, are just really bringing it, maybe go on different counts. Uh, you know, something to get them out of their rhythm, I think, would make a, a big key. And, and if you can defensively, uh, you know, maybe you know, cause a turnover, that's something that you're going to need because if you just keep trading back and forth and the way St. John's run the clock, that's going to hurt you. And that was one thing I noted. There hasn't been any turnovers for either team, so knock on wood for both of them. There was one fumble that – uh, Park Hills got back themselves, so I think you're going to have to do that. I think you're going to have to, you know, cause some turnovers here if you want to, you know, get back and and uh, get ahead. And if you're just joining us, Central without their quarterback and defensive back, All State quarterback Casey Murphy with a dislocated elbow. That was last week. Also, Cannon Harlow with a sprained ankle. Now we had noted it, a, a jersey number one on the field that's listed as Cannon Harlow, yeah. but 
from what I was told during the week, he wasn't going to be playing for a couple weeks, and I maybe they were coming out to see if it was yeah, if he, he was able to run on their it. first off. I believe their first offensive possession. He was out there. I think they actually threw him. I don't know if they threw him the ball or they threw him in the direction. It was a little screen. It was hard to see on the other side. Uh, but he came off after one play, and, and, and it, you know, we could tell that was him just standing on the sideline. So, you know, again, it's it's a big game for him, you know, and so uh, and I'm sure if you're him, he's he's telling his coach, put me in there, I want to play, I want to try. And uh, But uh, I'm sure at the end of the day, it's an, it, you know, you, you got a long long season kind of, even though it's the fifth game, districts and everything, you know, you probably want to take care of that if, it's, if you're not able to play full 100%. Well, it may not look like a long season, but Central wants to make it a long yes. season with a yeah. run to, to state the state championship. That's something that uh, Corey Schweiss had told me in the uh, preseason and during training camp. He had mentioned that, you know, if they're in Class 3, this is their year. They feel like they are one of the top competitors in the state. And he did say the only problem is they have to stay healthy. And I don't know if, if Week 5, if, if that's the point that he was expecting injuries to come. Obviously, you never expect injuries. You just know they're going to happen, but... Yeah, I don't think you expected two in one week to two All-State players. Yeah, and as a coach, I mean, it's you, you don't want to dwell on it because if it does happen, you can't change it. You, you've got to try to get your team moved on past it, you know, and that's not easy to do, and that could be a little bit why they're flat tonight. Yeah, you're missing those players, but they got other great players too, but there's still that mental aspect of, of a high school kid coming in um, with uh, being down a little bit, not having your full team, and, and that's really, you know, that's tough to do as a coach. How do you keep them going? Um, and stay on a positive manner and, and have that intensity still. And especially with the first half they had, not that it was bad, but St. Jen has just dominated the line of scrimmage tonight, and sometimes that, that can also just evaporate any confidence that the offense might have gained on that touchdown before halftime. Yeah, you know, if you're, you're Park Hills, you think, okay, we, we, we still got some good backs, uh, some some good athletes, and if our line still does what they normally do, then we, we should be okay. Uh, but but that's you know again St. Jen's kind of winning that battle. But you know I, you know the Rebels you know are going to come out and I'm sure they're fired up. Uh, they have something to prove and and you know again get behind that line that's been good all year. Uh, you know we'll have probably a good second half. If you were Corey Schweiss in the uh, the time in the dressing room during that halftime. Do you tell your, your team that there's anything that they can learn from that first half, or do you just want them to, to wipe it, this is a clean second half, don't worry about what happened in that half, and come out and attack in this one? Because they get the ball back first. Yeah, that, you know, that's, that's a hard thing <laughs> as a coach. I mean, honestly, um, I always struggle with what do I say before a game at halftime. <laughs> um, and, you know, Pope made a, a great example of this, of you want to treat every game the same. Well, it's not. I mean, you can and – and, and I do the same thing. We want to practice, you know, no matter who we play – but, you know, they're, they're 17, 18-year-old kids, and you know how they're going to, you know, have that mental capacity if you play a big game like this or, or something mm-hmm. that maybe doesn't mean as much. Um, and then what do you say at halftime? You know, when you whether you're up like St. Jen, what do you do? Do you go in there fired up, keep, try to keep them fired up, uh, you know, or do you just kind of let them go and let them just stay in that mindset? And, and so I'm not really sure what you say. I mean, I think you have to learn from it, you know, and, and I'm sure their coaches uh, have, have some things that, uh, that they're going to talk X's and O's. But I'm sure Swat's biggest thing is, hey, keep your head up. You know, it's only a two-point, two, two-touchdown game, you know, if you get a two, couple two-point conversions. So it, it's not like it's out of reach and you're just wanting them to, to, to kind of fight through and finish the game. Well, absolutely. And the way that last week came to a conclusion with three big touchdowns all within about a minute yeah. and a half uh, between each and 
uh, that's quickly how things can change in yeah. a game. It, you, you get two quick scores, you're back into this one. You get a score, score the other way, then you score again. Then we're back where we, you know, it's that's right. And, a lot of and things. They've can got happen. the players who can do that. You know, yes. they got players that can break a 70, 80 yard run and, and change the game quick. And so. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the Rebels are, are not down and out by any means. Two minutes on the clock before the second half. We will wrap up the Midwest Sports Center halftime report. When we come back, Central gets the ball first in the second half and the third quarter. Dragons leading the Rebels 21-6. High school football week five on the Parkland Sports Leader, KFMO, and online at KFMOsports.com. You've been listening to the Midwest Sports Center Halftime Report. Midwest Sports Center of Farmington is your premier dealership for power sports in Farmington, Missouri. Visit them for your next great adventure. On the road, off the road, or in the water, Midwest Sports Center is your ultimate outdoor toy store on Walker Drive in Farmington. Stay tuned. The second half is next on AM 1240 KFMO. Lawast North America, proud to be part of St. Genevieve's community, celebrates the St. Genevieve Dragons football team and their remarkable journey. As you charge onto the field, remember that Lawast North America is behind you every step of the way. Lawast North America, your local support for success, both on and off the field. Wishing the Dragons an incredible season. Let's go Dragons from Lawast North America in St. Genevieve. Hey, it's Joel Schrosser at Midwest Sports Center here in Farmington, Missouri. Hunting season is here. Take aim at our huge deals on select Polaris, Can-Am, Kawasaki, and Suzuki machines. Visit us online at MidwestSportsCenter.com or call me at 573-756-7579 to check out what's in stock. Our inventory is constantly updating with new and great used machines. Come visit me at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington, Missouri to find your next machine. Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know we have office furniture, chairs, credenzas, and conference tables? Did you know that we have office supplies? Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Ledco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sonsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Central getting the ball first here in the second half. We're in the third quarter, 12 minutes on the clock. St. Jen coming out to kick. We'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors, Leadbelt Pump and Supply in Park Hills, Dunlop Automotive in Park Hills, and Riverview at the Park in St. Jen, as well as Pettis Ford in St. Jen. Thank you for making this broadcast possible on this Friday night, high school football, week five. St. Genevieve leads Central out of halftime, 21-6. to And Robbie Coleman mentioned it off air. I'll bring it on air. This is a huge first possession for the Rebels. Yeah, I think so. You know, again, if, if they score, then, boom, you, you know, you're right back in it. Uh, but if St. Jen can keep them down um, and get the ball and then run some more clock, uh, it could be a swing here. Bryant Schwent kicks it away to the far side. Oh, he gets past 10 yards. St. Jen's got it. An onside kick. Unbelievable. I believe that was Mason Nix. He got it. Took a big bounce for St. Jen. Oh, <laughs> And Mason Nix came up with it. Well, it goes from being a huge first possession for Cent- uh, Central to a huge first possession for St. Jen. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a big play. And, I don't know. think Central thinks it went 10 yards. Corey Schweiss 
Well, it, I mean, it went 10. It went yeah. past the 50. I don't know what they could be arguing here. I don't know if they think somebody else touched it first, but from where he, he got it, it's definitely 10 yards. They're going to spot him on the 46-yard line, and the official gives the point. It's St. Jen Ball. Corey Schweins wants an explanation. He's not been happy tonight. No, and it really hasn't been uh, a lot of penalties. I mean, you know, we had the one unsportsman con- yeah, con- that, that we that didn't even really, yeah, yeah, we didn't was really, really notice. We didn't see anything big about that. Um, oh, and Corey Schweiss is getting a flag. He and there's this looks like a uh, baseball kind yeah. of uh, <laughs> yeah, argument between. He wasn't, I mean, it must be what he's saying because he's standing still. He's not, you know. The official is not in irate. his face. Yeah, yeah, the official is a little more irate than he is. But, again, you never know the words that are being used at the time. So, Well, Schweiss going to go back to the uh, sideline, unsportsmanlike on Central, and that means St. Jen's going to tack on an extra, is it 15, Coach? Yeah, and it could be, uh, I've been known to do this, like get a tee on purpose. Yes, yes. <laughs> Try to get your team fired up, you know, a little bit. Not a bad time for it, no. especially. And Coach Schweiss still giving it to the official on the near side, not the one that was yelling at him, more so the one that was standing there just taking the collateral, I guess. So the ball's going to be spotted on the 31 for St. Jen. Here's a huge spot for the Dragons. That's a, a tough break. You don't, If you're Coach Schweiss, you don't want another one of those and get kicked out before next no. week against Valley Catholic. Again, he looked pretty calm. He did. Know, so. I, you saw the official throw the flag and then motion like also, something was kicked at him. Would you kick uh, the turf pellets like at him? Like the game of the movie Hoosiers. He walks <laughs> yes. out and says, tell him, tee yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. I'll have to, that'd be an interesting conversation with Coach Schweiss. St. Jen has first possession and first play of the half. We're five seconds in and rolling to the far side, but a late flag comes in, and it might be a hold again on the Dragons. Yeah, great job by the Rebels there. There's a little misdirection, a fake to spring camper, and then give it to Farlow. And, yes, it is holding on St. Genevieve, so Central will get some positive yardage defensively here on that penalty. That'll back up the play back to where the original onside kick was received or about five yards ahead of that. Ball now spotted on the 43-yard line. First and 22. As St. Jen rolling with quad wide, wide, wide receivers, excuse me, on the near side. Aiden Meyer, Tucker Reed, Jack Farlow, and Wyatt Springcamper. There's only two Rebels over here, so. Screen play, they get it to Farlow, breaks through one, now he's brought down, but a good gain of about eight. Yeah, still not bad for the Rebels to, to get on that because they really only had two out. They did have a safety deep. Um, but St. Jen had him outnumbered, but Park Hills went to the ball pretty well. It'll be second and 16, so they scored a six-yard gain. And it looks like St. Jen is going to run the same way, but on the opposite side of the field. The ball is on the near hash marks. Four wide receivers out far. They get Park Hills. Well, it looks like they're only sending two out to the four. Does St. Jen go with another screen play? Man in motion, that's Spring Camper. They hand it off oh, to him. No. no, it's dropped. Oh, man, that looks like Central falls on it. Central going to take over after the fumble by Luke Ferranto. 
Man, that's a tough break. And that, the fifth fumble recovery for Central this season. Yeah, so now we're kind of where we would have been, I guess, a minute ago. So Central will take over on the 42. I'll be. I wonder if St. Jenna will you know, go back to that because again, Park Hills only had two D-backs out there with four receivers. So, well, that time instead of the screen pass, it looked like it was going to be more of an option play, and Ferranta just couldn't swipe it out of the hands of Wyatt Springcamper, who was on the jet sweep motion. Here's a snap for Central, brought down as the pass is incomplete to Braden Berry. Central fans want a flag, but that's a clean defensive. Yeah. Look play. Like Aiden Meyer. Central trying to get it to Braden Berry with the short pass. Yeah, I don't think there was any early contact. I think maybe the that he missed it and still kind of got tackled might have been what some of the fans are yelling about, but I don't think there was any early contact. And so twin wide receivers on either side of the ball for Central. Man in blue. motion. That's Jackson Jones. Fakes the handoff. Joe Bryant going to carry it himself. Had a man to the, or had a lane to the far side and gets to about the 50-yard line. So it'll be third and two. Yeah, it looks like number six spring camper on the tackle. He's doing it on both sides of the field tonight, both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. That's a big spot because spring camper was like one of two left to beat Yeah, for Bryant. and He can make a couple miss. He did there. Starting to see a little of the speed from the Rebels come into play. Now Jackson Jones will line up as the quarterback with Joe Bryan on the near side as the lone wide receiver here trips on the far side. Flag, and it looks like a false start on Central. I started to notice uh, yep, Spring Camper seems to be following Joe around. If he goes out to receiver, Spring Camper's out at the cornerback position. And if he's at quarterback, Spring Camper's in there in that linebacker position. And Spring Camper's got the wheels to keep up with Brian as well. And it goes from third and two to third and seven after that false start on Central. And they go with the same setup. Trips on the far side. Joe Bryan on the near side with Jackson Jones in the shotgun formation at the quarterback. They put Bryant in motion. Snap it to Jones. He'll roll out of the pocket to the near side. Get it to a man behind the line of scrimmage. That was Matt Mannion, but he can't catch it. And it'll be fourth and seven. Now let's see if Central punts it away. Yeah, that was Dalton McBride who closed on that. Looked like he had a little bit of space out there, and Dalton McBride did a great job of catching up with him. And Central definitely lining up to punt. Oh, unless they're going to go for it, actually. Wow. He's lined up in regular shotgun. Sometimes you can do a quick little quick punt, but kind of draw them off sides. And now they will back up to punt. Joe Bryant is the punter. He'll punt it away. Nobody back to get it for St. Jen. That'll take a hop at the 15 and a central roll past the 20 and be out of bounds at about the 19-yard line. 9.14 to go here in quarter number three. 21-6, St. Jen still leads as teams switch their uh, offensive and defensive teams and not a whole lot of switching to do as both really have a lot of players that play on both sides. Yeah, I was kind of looked at that... Uh earlier and, and it looked like Park Hills because probably a couple of injuries are playing a few more than St. Jen is on both sides but a game like this you know you, you're going to want your best crew out there 
but I know one thing that St. Jens tried to do is, you know, not play everybody both ways, try to keep people fresh as much as possible. We got an update in studio. We'll get it momentarily after this coming play. The ball is spotted on the 19 in St. Genevieve land. 21-6 they lead deep in their own territory. And fake handoff. No, it is handed off to Farlow. He'll roll to the near side, be brought down at about the 20. Gain of, I think they're going to give him two. Mark him at the 21. And Sean Malone's got an update in studio. This game up late with about a minute left to go in the third quarter. Again, 7-7, your score out in Mount Vernon between North County and Mount Vernon. Jared, back to you. Thank you. 21-6, 8.37 to go here in quarter number three. St. Jen with the ball, and they are going to run off some clock. Here's a fake handoff. Ferranto going to keep it himself. He's got a blocker to the far side, but Jackson Jones evades the block and gets to Ferranto, and he's brought down, but it looks like he did gain a couple yards. Yeah, third and I think four. Sorry. No, you're okay. Jackson Jones, like I said, trailing that play, and, and uh, you know it looks like Ferranto was, like I said, able to get a couple yards. And uh, but again, Parkins does a good job of pushing it to the sideline, not letting them turn it up. And they actually, both officials came in to to spot him with a gain and then move him back. So third and seven, no gain. I guess you could say he gained sideways yardage. That still counts as zero in the yeah. book. Yeah. 7.51 to go. The ball is snapped. Ferranto backs up. He's looking downfield. Scrambles out of the pocket. Got a block up front. Now he rolls to the far side. He's going to have to unload it if he's brought down. That's a huge loss. Oh, but he's got a man. Did he catch it? Oh, Tucker Reed kept the toes. And no, the official said no, he didn't. Man, the St. Genevieve bench right there thought he had it, as did the student section. The official comes in and says no, he did not catch that. I wonder if it was. Oh, wait a minute. One overrules him. I mean, I, from what we're pretty far away. I don't know if he caught it clean. It did look like he was dragging his feet. Now, from here, we can't tell if they're really in, but it, they're moving the chains. And Corey Schweiss kind of gave the signal of, that's a bobbled ball. He didn't have it. He came down out of bounds and lost it. Yeah. We didn't see it. We're on the opposite side. All we saw was a wide-open man. It was received at the 40 for a first down, still in St. Genevieve territory. Caught it, drug the feet. We couldn't see if the ball was moving or not. Yeah, that's one of those things that, kids high school kids especially middle school kids they practice that all day long you know when they're out in the yard or on the field in free time they like that toe, <laughs> yes. toe drag ball snapped to Ferranto he'll take it right up the middle and get nowhere and be brought down for a loss that was one of those where he, he had the idea and as soon as he took off out of the pocket the uh, central defensive line just swallowed him up he kind of stopped there like a deer in headlights yeah it was number 18 Chad Cosby on the tackle so it's a loss of a yard, second and 11. Yeah, sometimes when you get to that position, it's better just to fall because, <laughs> you know, you can't make it anywhere. St. Jen leading 21-6. to six. Oh, that's a false start. It's going to be against St. Jen, I believe. That looked like the tackle. Oh, they're going to put that on central. Yeah. I, there were movement on all sides of that hard snap. And Matt Mannion, the guilty party. St. Jen again coming out with four receivers down here. And only two D-backs. But still Aiden Myers on the left side. 6.50 to go. A quad of wide receivers on the near side. One to the far side. 
Let's see if they put, no, they don't put Spring Camper in motion. Instead of screen pass again to Farlow. Oh, he makes one man miss. Uh, that was Barrett Henson. Gets to the near side, hops over a tackler, down to the 40 across half field, and he swallowed up and spun out of bounds. That time by Alex Eichmeyer, but a huge gain. Moves the chains, and they're going to take it back to the line of scrimmage. Was there a flag on the field? Yes, there was. It's against yeah. St. Jen. We'll get that momentarily. Sean Malone's got an update in studio. Jared, we got another score update. North County and Mount Vernon. A quick three and out for the North County Raiders following the touchdown and PAT to tie the game for Mount Vernon. And Mount Vernon wastes no time. 11.42 left to go in the fourth quarter. A 53-yard touchdown run. They lead for the first time in this ball game by a score of 14-7. Jared? Sean, thanks. It's a hold against the Dragons. That'll back them up second and 16. Yeah, I think it was on one of the receivers out there run, trying to block for that screen. That would explain why Ferranto somehow avoided a tackler that was almost coming right towards him with a block on him. 6.18 to go in the third quarter, 21-6. Again, St. Jen's offense running down the clock. Ferranto takes a direct snap. He'll carry it. Now get around Spring Camper, who is blocking Caden Casey. Casey will fall over and grab the ankle of Ferranto and bring him down for a gain of about 10. It'll be third, uh, make it 11. It's now third and five. That's another guy Rebels don't want to uh, lose. And, you know, St. Jen's stink, sticking with this four receiver to one side and either throwing the screen out or that was a run to the weak side. Fronto in the shotgun, trying the hard snap. Play clock down to 15. Fronto stands straight up now as his hands on his hips. Just going to let the clock kick, uh, tick down now at five and a half to play in the quarter. St. Jen leads 21-6. Three seconds on the play clock, and it's snapped. Ferranto looking deep. He's got a man. Oh, but he can't come up with it. Had Wyatt Spring Camper and no one to beat it. He would have caught that at the 15 and just bobbled it and dropped it. It might have been yeah. deflected by Caden Casey as yeah, well. I couldn't tell if he's got a hand in there or not. Spring Camper let it get into his pads a little bit and bounce out, but uh, he did have a step on him. and. And, uh, you know, I don't know if maybe St. Jen's seen that he twisted his <laughs> ankle on that last play. They kind of went right after him. And St. Jen on fourth and five looks like they'll go for it on their own side of the field. No, they're going to punt it away. It's a high snap, though. Ferranto going to have to play. Flag. There is a flag. Now he'll punt it. It's a short one. Caught and then downed at the 45. Caught that time by Chad Cosby. What's the flag on? And who's the flag on? Especially, looks like it, it might be on Central. If you look at Jackson Jones, he crouches like a catcher. Some, sometimes in basketball, you see players do that, and it's it's going to be going against them. Yeah, it might be against St. Jen though. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it will be on St. Jen. the The penalty is declined. It'll be first and ten for the Rebels. And now, after a couple of uh, huge possessions that they had to kick away. They get another huge possession, still down by three. No scoring so far, or down by three, rather. Down by two, uh, uh, three possessions. Yeah, that bad snap really hurt St. Jen there. They didn't get much on the punt and really get him downfield. I don't know if the center didn't realize he wasn't as far back as he thought he was. 21-6. It's another sweep. Jet sweep or, uh, motion. Reverse. And Caden Casey brought down for a loss, and he slammed to the floor hard. Yeah, number 17. That's Bryant Schwent. Yeah, there was another jet. They 
handed the jet motion and reverse. That was the play that they broke earlier. Casey broke down to the one-yard line. 4.50 to go before a quarter break. No timeouts used so far in this quarter. Not often that timeouts get used in the third quarter. You usually want to save those in a close game for the final stanza. Central with trip, uh, trip ride receivers to the far side. One alone on the near side. That's Joe Bryant. Snap to Jackson Jones. He'll carry it himself up the middle, gain about four, and be brought down as Jones pitches it back to the official, and they'll mark it third and eight. It was number 60, Dalton McBride, on the tackle. Had a good hole there, the Rebels, though. And the receivers will switch sides now. So similar to what St. Genevieve has been doing and switching the, uh, or mirroring the play, rather. Central does it here. Jones going to take it himself this time up the far side. Breaks through, but doesn't get to the first down marker. That would have been at the 45. Instead, he gets to the 46. It looked like Nate Johnson on the tackle, and he's limping off on the St. Gen sideline. It'll be fourth and one. I imagine Central going to go for this one and not punt it away. I would expect a hard count, too, if I'm uh, the St. Gen defense. Yeah. wonder if they'll go to that uh, back to the pistol formation. Looks like they're going to no. set up in the almost no, the eye, but instead shotgun formation. Yeah. Snap to Jackson Jones. Screenplay got it to Joe Bryan on the far side. Rolls past. Got to the 45. Did he get the first? I think he did. A nice little cut there at the end. Got that extra yard. He did get the first place at a football length past that yardage marker at the 45. A good play by Joe Bryant, and he is one of those playmaking offensive players. If you give him room, he'll use a little bit of a head fake to make you miss. Yeah, definitely does that with a basketball, too. (laughs) One of the best athletes in the area on any sport that he plays. He actually started baseball last year for Central as well, played really well. And it looks like Bryant will be put in motion. Another screen pass to the near side for Bryant this time. Shows the Heisman with a stiff arm, but he's met yeah. by a defender, Mason Nix, who came in and forced him out of bounds. Yeah, Paul Taylor there, too, kind of couldn't quite get to him. Mason Nix finishing him off, but a good job of, again, forcing that to the sideline. It's a loss of two yards. It'll be second and 12. Ball on the 47 with 2.47 left in this third quarter. St. Genevieve still leading 21-6. No scoring so far in the third. He went out of bounds. Clock stop. Jackson Jones lines up in the shotgun. They went to him as the quarterback early on in this game. He'll take a direct snap and reverse it back to the near side. Gain about five on the play and be swallowed up by, again, the secondary and the defensive, the linebackers for St. Gen. Paul Taylor and Tucker Reed that time. It looks like you know the Rebels are going to a little bit of what St. Jen is just direct snap to the quarterback and, and running it. It's getting them a, you know three, four, five yards at a time. Caden Casey, Barrett Henson, and Braden Berry on the far side. The receivers on the near side. Joe Bryant snap to Jackson Jones. He'll push right up the middle. He's got a first down and he's brought down at the 30 four-yard line. That'll move the chains. This is a huge possession for Central, 2.05 to go in the quarter. Yeah, they're kind of just going to that smash-mouth football. Uh, 
little play with Job here or there, but Jackson Jones kind of carrying the load right now. And now it looks like Central going to go switch to Joe Bryan at the quarterback position as Jackson Jones will set up as one of the twin receivers on the far side. St. Jen ready for the defensive play. Man in motion, high snap over the head of Bryant. He'll take it to the 50. Oh, picked up by Central. It's picked up by Schwint. He's going to take it to the opposite 30, and Central fumbles it. St. Jen recovers. Yeah, just a high snap over the quarterback, and, and I'm not sure if Paul Taylor just missed the football, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. but he kind of took uh, Bryant out of the play and allowed Schwint to come and scoop. Uh, just didn't have enough speed to break away, but gives St. Jen really good field position here with a minute 40 left. In the third. 21 to 6. And we say it every time we've said it. Broadcaster Jinx, this is a huge possession and immediately a turnover. That's a tough break for the Central Rebels. And I said at halftime we had no turnovers, and I think we've had uh, (laughs) at least three, if not four. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Not a good night for that broadcaster, Jinx. Ball on the 33. St. Jen has it in central territory. High snap. Ferranto leaps to make the play. He'll split two defenders. Has just Joe Bryant to beat. Bryant forces him out of bounds at the 12-yard line. That's a first down, and that'll move things up. Again, it looked like St. Jen put uh, overloaded receivers on one side, ran to the weak side, and we have a player down for St. Jen. We can't get a license plate for you yet. We'll get that for you Maybe momentarily. Nathan Johnson, number 53. Looks like cramps. They're going to stretch him out, hopefully. We'll, we'll take an injury timeout, come back with more. A minute 34 to go in the third quarter. 21-6, St. Jen leads Central on KFMO. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. Jerry, we got a couple of updates to look at here. Hillsboro extends their lead over Festus, 632 left to go in the third quarter. 20-yard, 21-yard touchdown run from Peyton Brown. Meanwhile, North County and Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon has extended their lead even further now. 21-7 is your score. 41-yard touchdown for Mount Vernon. 8-14 left to go in the fourth quarter of that contest. They're heading to the fourth between Potosi and Fredericktown as well. No scoring in the third quarter. Remains a 21-7 lead for the Trojans as they seek out their first win of the season. Jared? I'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors, Parkland Pet Cremation in Park Hills, Goggins Drilling in Park Hills, and Lawas North America in St. Genevieve. The Dragons lead 21-6, a minute 34 to go. The Dragons have the ball on the 12 and four downs to punch it into the end zone. See how many they use and if they can get it to the end zone. Man in motion on the far side. Ferranto hands it off to that player that was in motion. That was Jack Farlow. He'll take it to about the 10 and is brought down. That was Wyatt Springcamp, yep. rather. Tackled by a couple of Rebels. That was the same play that St. Jen used with Wyatt Camper to get that third touchdown. I believe so. Rebels do a good job. Of There's a penalty marker on St. Jen holding. That's a, I haven't been keeping track, but I feel like that's quite a few now for St. Yeah. Jen when it comes to the holding. And you want your kids to be aggressive, you know, but... 
Luckily, I don't think it's hurt them too bad. They've yeah. been able to make up for it. How, how many do you say that that's just aggressive play, and how many do you say that's one we don't need to take? Yeah. You know, I think sometimes, uh, and I think the ones that probably coaches would be most upset is maybe downfield, the balls, you know, the plays away from you. Right. Um, Here's a snap to Ferranto. He'll take it to the near side, try and get around a few blockers. Met at the line of scrimmage, but pulls forward for a gain of about four. So it'll be second and 16 with a minute 18 to go and the clock ticking down. That's number 18, Chad Cosby, on the tackle, but Franzo did a good job of fighting for a few yards. Ball spotted on the 16, uh, bigger part on the 18. St. Jen sets up with quad wide receivers on the far side again and one on the near side. You don't often see this many wide receivers in an offense and St. Jen's gone to it and it's worked several times. Man in motion. That spring camper. Ball is snapped. Screen pass to the far side. Farlow gets it. Gets around Barrett Henson. He's got a blocker but he's going to be wrapped up at about the 12 and brought down. That'll take the ball to the original line of scrimmage. In fact, they'll actually give him a yard plus that. Yes. So a gain of seven. Good little move early on. I don't think he broke a tackle, but it would get into some space by Farlow. And St. Jen now third and nine. We've continued to say about big possessions right here. You know, you get to three, up three touchdowns and one quarter left, and especially the way St. Jen's been running the clock and, and controlling the ball. Um, that's going to make it really tough on Park Hills. And St. Jen lets the clock run down on the third quarter. We send you to the final stanza of the night. 21-6 Central Trail St. Genevieve in week five of the high school football season. Broadcast game number 21 of the year, all sports combined. You're listening to high school football, the Dragons leading the Rebels on KFMO. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. The employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Jared will quickly get some scores in here for you. We got some scoring in the second half between Farmington and Lift for Life after a scoreless first half. Lift for Life scored first. Two-point conversion was good. It was 8-0, but Farmington has scored twice unanswered. Now sits at 14-8 with 8-8 left to go in the fourth quarter. Farmington Knights out in front of that contest. Bestis added another touchdown, but they got a long ways to go. They trail Hillsborough 35-14. Jared? Town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. They install garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows, fencing, and more. For a full list of services, visit mineralareadoor.com. Snap to Ferranto, rolling way out of the pocket, looking for somebody in the end zone, still scrambling, has to fire it away to the far side. It's not caught, and even if it was, 
believe that was Spring Kemper down there, or maybe Tucker Reed, but he was about 20 yards out of bounds. Yeah, good decision by Ferranto. I think they're just, I think he kind of just threw it out of bounds, knowing that it wouldn't be a catch. You know, this quarter is going to come down to some mental mental toughness here on, on both sides, and, and can you continue to try to fight and crawl back if you're the Rebels and, and St. Jen not make too many mistakes here uh, and let the Rebels get some momentum. It's going to be fourth and nine, and St. Jen will line up for a field goal. Bryant Schwent. It's a 21-yard field goal attempt. Snap the hold. The kick is away. Schwent, did he get it between the uprights? That's he good. did. Wow. Bryant Schwent with three point afters and a field goal, but there's a flag on the field. I'm pretty sure Schwent hit one from 34 last week or the week before. Oh, it's going against St. Jen. We'll have to redo this kick. Instead of being 24-6, it'll be 21-6. And that'll back him up. So the ball will be placed on the 18. This will turn into a 28-yard field goal attempt. He's uh, one for two on field goal attempts this year, and 34 yards was the one he made. The snap, the kick. This one looks like it's hooking, and it hooks. Wide to the left, no good. 21-6, though, we send it to a quick break. 11.45 left in regulation. Central gets the ball back after this on KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring CDL drivers for their growing private and busy fleet in southeast Missouri. They'll train those without experience and continue to hire qualified drivers year-round. Gilster has dropped the age to 18 for local drivers, and they'll pay for training. Drivers are home weekly, and benefits include vacation and major medical and prescription insurance. You'll also have access to the company store for discounted grocery shopping. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. Looking for reliable accounting and tax services? Look no further than Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. For top-notch financial solutions, call 573-546-3104 or visit kitchellaccounting.com for more info. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service, your trusted partner in financial success. Here's the defensive breakdown all alone at the 50. That was Caden Casey. Bryant somehow found him uh, scrambling out of the pocket. And Caden Casey with a huge reception and a receiving touchdown from the opposite 16 into the end zone yeah they ran a little jet sweep to to give to bryant and uh turned it into a little halfback pass and you know the, the, again those were the things that we've talked about of you know trying to keep your job um you know miss playing playing some mental toughness here and, and not giving them a mistake and that was won by st jen so a great play call by the rebels and that's something I'm sure St. Jen, I'm sure Central hasn't ran that a whole lot this season. St. Jen probably hasn't had any video on it. And it looks like the Rebel's going to go for two. Or maybe the point after. Bryant's out there. He is the holder. It's currently 21-12 with 11.33 to go in quarter number four. And it looks like Central will elect to go for the two-point conversion. They missed it earlier on. His, if they make it, it's going to be a really good situation for them as far as only down seven. But if they miss, then they stay down nine, and it's a two-possession game. Snap. Bryant rolls to the near side. He's got a lane to the end zone. Two-point conversion. Oh, did he not get it? Oh, they say he got it. I don't know if he got the pylon. The official right there says he got it. St. Genevieve doesn't think he did, but they're going to put it on the board. 
21-14. As we send you to a quick break, Joe Bryant with a pass all the way to Caden Casey, found the end zone, and then Bryant takes it into the end zone himself with a two-point conversion. like he didn't get, you know, I don't know if it's the ball he got across. (laughs) I don't know. um, He was outside the... uh, That's what I thought, too, but, you know... Outside the pylon by what looked like about a step. Either way, 11.33 to go. We'll take a quick break. Back with more on KFMO. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials like ham and beans or chicken and dumplings or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees such as their all-you-can-eat catfish, country fried steak, hand-cut ribeye steaks cooked just the way you like, or maybe you want a simple burger and fries. Or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. Dine in, call ahead, or hit the drive-thru. It's the Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. 11.33 to go, 21-14 after that touchdown and point after conversion, or not point after, rather two-point conversion for the Rebels, and they're back to within a one-possession game, and now... What was a huge possession that just needed one play to get to the uh, end zone now turns into a huge defensive effort coming up here potentially for the Rebels, but an even bigger possession now for St. Jen. Braden Berry going to kick it away. A little squibber caught at the 45 and downing it is the front man for St. Genevieve. It looked like it was... Number 30. Uh, that was oh, Eli, Eli Bennett. Bennett. Yeah, and Sean Malone's got an update in studio. Jared, thank you very much. North County, Mount Vernon getting close late. 531 left to go in the fourth quarter. The North County Raiders have cut it to a one-score game on a nine-yard touchdown reception from Jonathan Ruck. PAT is good. 21-14, your score in that contest. Jared? Thanks. Out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Installing entry and storm doors, decks and railings, beam central vacuum systems, and more. For a full list of services, visit MineralAreaDoor.com. St. Genevieve running the jet sweep motion, but not going to get it to Wyatt Springcamper. Instead, he's going to place a block down for Ferranto, and he'll gain about five on the play and make it six. It looks like we've got a flag, though. That looks like it's going to back him up. It looks like it'll be holding again on St. Jen. And yes, it is. That's at least a dozen holding penalties against the Dragons. It'll be interesting to hear Coach Pope's comments after this one about the uh, penalty situation. It'll also be interesting to hear from Corey Schweiss, although I don't think he'll give us an answer on the... uh, Unsportsmanlike penalty <laughs> back in the third. But, you know, after that happened, it yeah. gave a little momentum to the Rebels. And they didn't score right away, or, or but uh, I think it fired them up a little bit. And so it'll be first and 15 for the Dragons. Nine seconds on their play clock. 11.24 in the game, and I think we're going to have a timeout called. Some whistles come in. Clock stops. I don't see him. So they reset the play clock for the Dragons. It's now at 17. 
21-14, St. Jim leads. We're in the fourth quarter. Jared Pettis, Robbie Coleman, Jewel Boyer, Taylor LeBriar, and Sean Malone, our entire crew. Quick snap throw to the near side. It's received by St. Genevieve's Aiden Meyer. Nervous. And he gains about a yard on the screen pass. That's number 33, Alex Eichenmeyer. Sometimes a good screen pass that just chips away at yardage can help set something up. It's almost like that fastball inside setting up a curveball or slider yeah. away. Yeah, you know these offensive coordinators, they think about those things just like the Rebels play, running those jet sweeps and then come up with that pass. Snap, Ferranto looking to the far side. He's got a man cutting through the middle. Now Ferranto going to be swallowed up and brought down for a huge loss. That's tough, and that's a huge defensive stop. Matt Mannion there for the sack. Yeah, you probably have to give good credit to the Rebels' defensive backs on that one. You know, it just looked like he, he couldn't find anybody to throw to and gave enough time for his defensive line to get pressure. The first sack of the season for Matt Mannion, and it'll be third and extremely long at third and 21 with the ball in St. Genevieve territory on the 33. Ten minutes to go as the clock ticks down. St. Jen's still going to use up some clock. Looks like they're going to spread out the offense, and we get a whistle and timeout. a timeout by the Dragons. We'll step aside as well. 9.55 left to play in regulation. It's a seven-point game. St. Jen leads Central 21-14 on KFMO. American Family Insurance. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or car, or business, but you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. For details, contact Harry Peterson, agent. Call 573-756-6736 or stop by 700 West Karsh Boulevard in Farmington today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Checking with the out-of-town scoreboard, we've got a final, and we've got a close contest as well. First, the final, Valley Catholic beat St. Vincent 54 to nothing as that contest wraps up. Meanwhile, Potosi, Fredericktown, the Black Cats trying to make a comeback in this one. 7.36 left to go in the fourth quarter. A touchdown run from Wood. Cuts it to a one-score game, 21-14. Now your score, Fredericktown Black Cats trail in that contest. 7.36 left to go in the fourth quarter. Back to Jared Pettis and Robbie Coleman out in St. Genevieve. Sean, thanks. 9.55 to go in regulation. Third and 21, and a quick handoff to Spring Camper, and he's brought down for another loss. That's a huge defensive stop for the Central Rebels, and that'll make it fourth and extremely long now. Yeah, barring a big punt, Rebels are going to get good field position. Fourth and 30. Ball spotted in St. Genevieve territory on the 24. And it looks like, oh, a low punt is below the punter. He'll pick it up, but we get a whistle. It's going to be a flag against St. Gen. That's a break for the Dragons. Oh, man. That would have been uh, a tough punt as the ball missed underneath the punter's hand and rolled beyond inside the 10-yard line. Oof. Flag. We'll move him back further, 4th and 35. 
So you'll be punting from where you would have picked it up and punted from. Yeah, but it almost looked like the punter wasn't ready for the snap. Yeah. Like he didn't know it was coming yet. Looks like... There's a good punt. That'll cross the 50. Joe Bryant, though, at the 40. He's got a couple of punt returns in his high school career. Makes one man miss on the near side. Crosses back over to the 50. Makes another one miss. Pull up, stop, and he's still on his feet, but now brought down, and a late flag comes in. Man, if they put this on St. Jen, that was just a follow-through on the tackle. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why, if that's what he's calling. Joe Bryant was brought down at the 45, and a flag came in late. But I, I didn't think he was down the first time, no. which is what the player probably thought. Maybe that's what the official thought as well. Maybe that he wasn't down. Or maybe the official thought, yes, he was down. Play was already stopping, and then that player came in. But, I mean, you're coached to play through the whistle. Yeah. It goes against St. Jen, so that'll move Central up even more as they had the ball spotted on the 45, and they'll take the steps. A five-yard penalty. The ball moves up to the 39. Thinking if you're the Rebels here, you're probably going to use Jackson Jones and pound the ball a little bit here. Absolutely. I don't see why you wouldn't. He's been really good on the ground today. And he is set up in shotgun formation. A deep shotgun snap. We're ready to go. Twin wide receivers on the far side. Jackson Jones gets the direct snap as the quarterback takes it right up the middle for a gain of about eight. And with 45, Paul Taylor on the tackle. 21-14, 8.52 to go in regulation. Central needs to punch it in here and get a point after the tie or a two-point conversion to take the lead. They've come out with vengeance in this fourth quarter. Trip wide receivers on the far side. Joe Bryant alone on the near side for Central. High snap. Jackson Jones leaps to get it. Breaks through one tackle. Takes it to the third of the uh, 29. And that's where the first down line is. Do they give him the first down or will they bring out the chains? The officials say first down, and Sean Malone's got an update in studio. Jared, Mountain Vernon might have just put this game away against the Central, or excuse me, the North County Raiders. 2.10 left to go in the fourth quarter. A 38-yard touchdown run gives them a 28-14 lead. That's another big score they've had. The third score they've had in the second half of beyond 35 yards. Lots of big plays putting the North County Raiders down in this one. Looks like they're set to potentially fall to 1-4 on the season, shy of a big comeback. 28-14, your score there. Jared? Joe Bryan, as he is on the jet sweep motion there, they hand it off to him, breaks through up the middle, makes one man miss, gets to the 13 where he's brought down for a big first down for Central. And with eight minutes to go, St. Jim clinging to that one score game. They lead 21-14, but Central threatening. Joe Bryan at quarterback now, direct snap to him. He'll go to the outside on the quarterback keep. Now reverse it back to the near side, stumbles and falls, but he... Did he get back to the line of scrimmage? He did. Yeah. He gained about a yard or two. Kind of falling forward. Got him a yard. 7.47 to go. Job Bryant with another quarterback keep, but there is a flag, and it's going to go against Central. That'll back him up. Looks like Dalton McBride was there to make that play. Corey Schweiss was unhappy with his team's penalties early on in the season, the amount they were taking. Well, that's a big one that you don't want to take there, and it'll back them up, make it first and 20, with the ball going to be now on the 23 instead of the 13. 
Penalties have definitely been in the Rebels' favor tonight with a lot of holding calls against St. Jen. That moves Jackson Jones back to the quarterback position. Snap to him. He'll carry it himself at the line of scrimmage. He's going to be met and try and power his way for even more yardage, but right there to stop him. I think that was again Dalton McBride. That was Dalton McBride. McBride, the six-foot senior at 205, stopped the 195-pound six-foot junior in Jackson Jones. That's a big battle right there, and Dalton McBride wins it, second and 19. And now Central moves Joe Bryant back to... Yeah, Jackson Jones comes off the field. He's down into a crouch. Snap to Bryant, looking for somebody to throw as he's hit lay to the end zone. Oh. Not caught! Yeah. Just through the hands of Braden Berry. Yeah, I don't, it, it almost looked like he didn't see it. No, but there is a flag as well. It's kind of back the line of scrimmage, but... Flag is holding on St. Jen. Sean Malone's got a quick update in studio, Sean. A lot of close games throughout the area, Jared. I'll be monitoring them as they go down to the wire. None as close as this one. A 40-yard touchdown pass from Lift for Life. Ties things up with Farmington at 14 all. They go for the go-ahead PAT with a minute 25 left. And the Knights block it. They're tied up at 14-all with Farmington getting the ball back again. Minute 20, 25 left to go in the fourth quarter. Short time to work for the Farmington offense. Jared? Sean, thanks. Keep a good eye on that one. That one is a good game. We got a good game here, too. 6.40 left to play. 21-14. Second and nine for Central. Ball spotted on the 12-yard line deep in St. Jim territory. Joe Bryan at the quarterback spot, looking for a screen pass on the far side, but a whistle, and I think Central's going to give the yardage back with the false start. This second half's definitely been not as fluid. I mean, it's a little more exciting, I think, here late in the fourth quarter, but uh, lots of penalties, offsides, holdings. I think the uh, main referee, umpire, where you want to call him, getting his steps in today, walking <laughs> Absolutely. back and forth. Absolutely. <laughs> 6.26 now as the clock ticks under, 6.5 to play. 21-14, Dragons still lead. Late in this fourth quarter, Central yet to use a timeout. They still have three. St. Jen only has two. Play clock for the Dragons, uh, I beg your pardon, for the Rebels, down to 10. Jackson Jones now in the quarterback spot, and there's that timeout from the Central Rebels. We'll step aside as well. 6.09 left to play in regulation. 21-14, Dragons clinging to a one-score lead over the, Saint, uh, over the Central Rebels. Looking for great quality, great prices, and great customer service? Hi, I'm Trent Cuiava, owner of Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, located in Park Hills, formerly Patsy's Furniture. I personally invite you to stop by and check out our showroom where we offer top brands such as Ashley, Smith Brothers, Fusion, Kimball Mattresses, and more. At Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, you'll get free delivery and setup. Financing options are available. Stop by and see us. And find us on Facebook, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress, where we turn your house into a home. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. 
6.09 left to play in regulation. 21-14. Thank a couple of our sponsors. Felix Valley House State Historic Site in St. Genevieve and the Riverside Grill in Park Hills. Central's got it on the 17-yard line. Second and 14. Joe Bryant gets the pass to the far side. Now he's going to look for somebody in the end zone. Unloads. Dive. Oh, it's Pat. Unbelievable. Caden Casey. With a man on him, the pass was short from Bryant, and he makes the play, and if Central goes for two and converts, they'll have the lead. Yeah, it was well covered at first, but uh, Casey did a good job of coming back to the ball. Um, St. Jen kind of lost him, and dropping to his knees, he made a great catch. And Central might be going for the two-point conversion. Six minutes exactly left to play in regulation. Well, you knew that St. Jen needed a score in this half. Unfortunately, they didn't get it in the third. And some key defensive stops for Central in this quarter. And they're a point away from tying or two away from taking the lead. Last time they sent Bryant in motion, I believe, and ran it with him. He's on the bottom here to your left. Yep, Bryant is set up as the lone wide receiver on the near side. Jackson Jones. As Central goes for two, snap, and there's that handoff. No, Jones going to take it himself, but he's met down low, dives for the end zone, does not get it. St. Genevieve with a huge stop and with six minutes left to go, 21-20, to and St. Gen trying to run off the final six minutes of this clock when we come back. Six minutes remain, a one-point game, 21-20, St. Gen over Central on KFMO. Jared, quickly before we send it to break, we've got an update. Farmington lift for life. The clock hits zero. And Zoner with an 18-yard field goal to give the Knights the walk-off victory, 17-14. A big run from Casey McLean set up the Knights inside their own five-yard line. Zoner hit it on the first attempt. It was whistled dead, though, before the snap on a lift-for-life penalty. Brought Farmington half the distance to the goal. 18-yard kick is good. The Farmington Knights celebrating tonight as they are victorious. And on the season, they're going to move ahead with a record of 4-1 and one now on the year. They're up against Cape Central on the road next. The team that just beat the Central Rebels. That should be a good one. Jared, back to you after this. Hi, I'm Dr. Derek Wiles. Do you experience dry, gritty, burning, itchy, or watery eyes? The doctors here at Complete Vision Care in Lennington and Festus would love to help. Set up an appointment today, give us a call, or visit us online at completevisioncaremo.com. Six minutes to go, 21-20. St. Genevieve with the lead. Here's a short kick, almost as, oh, it's booted and loose. But falling on it was a Dragon player. It's almost like Saint Gen or Central rather was trying for the onside kick. And St. Genevieve played it well. So good field position for the Dragons with 5.58 to go. Thank our, a few more of our sponsors, St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center in St. Gen and Rosner Law in St. Genevieve. Thank you guys for making this broadcast possible tonight. Week 5 high school football, St. Genevieve and the Central Rebels. And the Dragons currently leading 21-20. to And they will get the ball on the 44-yard line. It looked like maybe Alex O'Brien came up with that. and It really doesn't look like an onside kick. It just seems like they're kind of squibbing it up a little bit. Um, they've done that twice in a row now. St. Jen was unable to capitalize on it on their, their last drive. 
They've been running off some clock well. Ferranto takes it. He'll run to the outside on the far side. Late flag comes in. Let's see if it's on St. Jen as it's thrown back to the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, it will be a hold on the St. Genevieve Dragons. Instead of a gain of two, that'll take him back. Yeah, I'm sure uh, coaches from St. Jen are going to watch this film multiple times and kind of see what's going on because this is, I would say, at least two to three a possession they've had holding. And it's it's been more in this second half, too. Yeah. That's, that's the backbreaker because it backs them up. Now it's going to be first and 19 after that one-yard gain. Yeah, you never know. A guy's getting tired, getting the hands out further, can't quite make the, the blocks they want, or referees just starting to see a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if St. Jen tries to air it out. Trip right receivers on the near side, make it four as they put another one in motion. Luke Ferranto just pitches it with the option to the man right next to him. That was their running back, Jack Farlow. And he doesn't go anywhere. In fact, it's a gain of nothing, second and 19. He looked like uh, six, five senior Nathan Weinhold was there to help make that play. And they actually will back up St. Jenna Yardage, second and 20. And Central's defense has really come alive in the second half. Not that they didn't have some good defense in that first half. St. Jenna was just using key plays to break through it. Ferranto looking to pass, looks to the far side where he's only got one wide receiver, now rolls to the near side, he's out of the pocket, gets to the numbers, that was the original line of scrimmage, unloads, and it's picked! Joe Brand with a one-handed OBJ-esque interception gets to the 45 and he's brought down. Biggest play of the night for Central. Dalton McBride on the tackle, yeah, I think Ferranto just tried to do two. Screen camper kind of had a step um, as he's seen Ferranto rolling out, but Ferranto really is kind of throwing on the run off his back foot and couldn't get much on it. Joe Bryant, his second interception of the season. And Central gets the ball back on their side of the 50, ball on the 44. Now St. Jen needs a huge stop, leading by just a point. Both teams with two timeouts to work with. And it looks like Central is going to line up Jackson Jones as the quarterback. Check that, it'll be Joe Bryan as he comes in next to Jones. Snap to Bryant, looking for a man, has one up the middle, Caden Casey caught, makes a head fake, gets past Mason Mix, takes it to the 40, and he's about brought down now at the 30. Caden Casey moves the chains, Central threatening again. Still a lot of time left. Yeah, Rebels are getting out in space now, being able to use their speed. 4.49 left to play. One point lead to Dragons clinging to it. They need a huge stop here. But Braden Berry in warm-ups today was smacking field goals in from about the 35. Joe Bryant in trouble in the pocket, and he swallowed up and brought down, but he did get back to the original line of scrimmage. And number 42, Justin Schwint with the pressure. And so it'll be second and 11. They do back him up a yard. Shotgun formation as Joe Bryant sets up. Jackson Jones on the near side racing to the far outside wide receiver position. There's a hard snap. False start. Jumping early. It was Aiden White. And that'll move Central up. 
second and six. These flags hurting the Dragons in the second half. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier in the first half. Well, I don't think there was as many, but, you know, didn't seem to hurt them as much. They made enough few plays afterwards, but these are kind of in some crucial time. Free yardage for Central. Ball now on the 26. They trail by a single point, and the clock ticks down to 3.55 left in regulation. Bryant gets the snap. He's going to carry it himself. Oh, and right there to knock him down, Aiden White, and that'll back things up back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Bryant tried to make a little move. Aiden just got enough on him to trip him up. Aiden White makes up for the mistake. And that's what you're going to ask for as a coach. You know, turn over, make a mistake, you know, try to make up for it. Third and ten, ball back to the 30-yard line. Jackson Jones and Caden Casey switch sides. Jones on the far side, Casey on the near side. Joe Bryant in the shotgun. Twins on either side. Bryant looking deep. Short throw instead to Caden Casey. He dropped it. Fourth and ten, ball on the 30. The central kick it. And try for that field goal. Yeah, it looked a little behind Casey, but definitely catchable. Uh, I don't know if he just, uh, there was some tight coverage. Mason Nix was there. I mean, until had time to catch it. But. And if you're the Rebels, I think you're, you're going to go for it here, definitely. Trying to win. I mean, a punt, yeah, you can move it back 15, 20 yards, but your defense has been doing a great job. So even if you turn it over here, they're, they're deep enough. Central's going to go for it. They got 10 seconds on their play clock. Game clock stopped at 3.09. Snap to Joe Bryant. He's going to look through the air. He's scrambling out of the pocket to the near side. He's going to have to throw. He's going to be sacked at the 40. Coming in to get the sack. Who else but Dalton McBride? And a turnover on downs. Yeah, just like we said earlier with the Rebels, you almost got to give that sack to, I mean, Dalton, of course, staying with it, but your defensive coverage, defensive backfield, you know, had to do a good job because Bryant just couldn't find anybody to throw the ball to. And as soon as Bryant got out of the pocket, he was in trouble. McBride read that scramble really well and stayed right with him. And St. Jen will take over on the 40. A huge drive for the Dragons. They need some insurance. Ahead 21-20 with 3.03 left to play in regulation. Either they need some insurance or a couple of first downs and run out the clock, but I think in a one-point game, you're, you're going to be pushing for insurance. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to get the Rebels the ball back, I think, with any time left. Lou Ferranto in the shotgun. High snap. He's got a leap. He's going to run right up the middle. Gains about two yards, and he's brought down. And as he was falling, just curled up into what looked like the fetal position. Doesn't want to lose yeah. that one. Yeah, and that high snap really is starting to hurt St. Jim because that play right there makes it one step slower. I think if it was a little quicker, there was, there was a hole for Ferranto to run through. And football, just like many of the high school sports and professional sports, it's a game of inches. Yeah, and timing. Yes, absolutely. 2.33 to go in regulation, 21-20, and there's a false start on the Dragons. It looked like it was Aiden Meyer. Aiden Meyer. That jumped a little early. He or Wyatt Springcamp, or they were both in the area. Yeah, I don't know if the, up. Sorry, Rami. they were shifting or were they set yet? I don't know if Aiden thought they were shifting. And it will back the Dragons up. So instead of the ball being on the eight, or being at the 42 rather in second and eight, backs it up five yards, make it second and 13. They're going to need some new flags. Those are going to be worse. <laughs> yes, they are. 
Good thing it's turf and not grass and dirt. <laughs> yeah. Dirty. Second and 29. Uh, second and 20. 229 left to go, rather. 21-20. St. Jen leads it. Second and eight. Ball on the 42. 25 seconds, and the officials from the far side going to come in and talk things over. I think well, I think Coach Jay Pope on the far side is saying our team wasn't set yet. We were about to shift. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what Aiden was saying too, but, you know, I didn't see the ball at the center or anybody else um, because if you're not set, you know, you can shift as many players as you want. Officials will talk it over. I imagine if this is overruled, we'll hear a roar from the fans in front of us. That's the central crowd. And St. Jen awaiting the response from the officials. It looks like they are going to move him back, back up. So the flag is waved off, and now Corey Schweiss with two hands waving the officials over to get an explanation and slowly walking the head official over to talk things over, and Schweiss has to be careful. He's yeah. already been tagged with an unsportsmanlike penalty <laughs> yeah, he, early on. He can ask, but I don't know that he can argue too much at this <laughs> point. You know, he might want to send somebody else out there. <laughs> <laughs> 229 to go, and he's still talking it over. I imagine this could be a long conversation. I think the official is saying, you need to stop right now or you're gone. 229. There's a central fan not happy. <laughs> Yeah, St. Jen leads 21-20. Sorry, Robbie. That, no, that's the unfortunate part about being an umpire ref. Yes. Or, um, you're yeah. going to make something yeah. mad <laughs> either way. So, I've always heard that if you make somebody on both sides mad, it's a good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you win the game. Maybe the ref should get the win. Yeah. 21-20, 2.27 to go. Here's a handoff to Wyatt Springcamper on the jet sweep. Gets around one blocker now, two. Met at the 45 and pushed out for a gain of about four, and it'll be third and five. Yeah, good hard run by Springcamper fight for some yards would like to maybe keep him in bounds as much as possible as you can at this point but trying to fight definitely going to need a first down anyways to keep the clock running 221 left to play ball spotted on the 45 it is third and five and this needs or this will be a huge play for st jen if they can get that first down and for central if they can get a stop yeah i'm guessing if you don't get it you punt it and try to push them back as far as possible Need a booming punt if you get to that point. 21-20. Here's another jet sweep motion. Fake the handoff. Ferranto to the near side. He's hit and then spirals, and he's got close. the first down. Both officials spot him on the 50. That's the yardage he needs to get to. This one down here is kind of walking on the left side of the line. The one up there is on the right side of the line. Let's... <laughs> <Well, that's, laughs> pinball motion by Luke yeah. Ferranto. He was, he was coming down and I don't know who it was for Central. First. It'll be a first and Corey Schweiss isn't happy. Slams his hands to the ground. He's still having yeah. a conversation with the official on the near side. The chains will move. Ooh, Schweiss, very not happy, takes yeah. the headset off. Hands I mean, behind the back. He's got a gripe though. Ferranto kind of bounced off and rolled, but if his bottom end hit the ground before the 50, yeah. that's not a first down. Well, I'm it's a tough situation because you got two different guys with two different spots, and if you split the middle, I think he still gets it. Um, They're going to bring the chains out, but the ball is spotted on the 49. Because this guy was, I mean, he was on the left side line, but he was walking the line, I think, on yeah. the left side. And, and he's definitely a whole yard in front over there. So, I guess Corey Schweiss is asking for the uh, yeah. officials to bring it out, and it was clearly a yard across. Schweiss really not happy, and I, I don't think the main official is going to come back and talk it 
over with him again. Schweiss is giving it to the official on the near side, running back. Yeah, he's upset because this guy where he yeah, was. Yeah, that's true. You know, but again, the, the other side is a little bit closer, and you got three of them over there. Two yeah. eleven to go. That's a huge first down. Yep. I honestly, I think that's a little bit generous positioning. It looked like he fell on the fifty. They spotted on the opposite forty-nine. And that would have been a, a definitely a, a place to measure right on that fifty because that's where it was. St. Jen going to use a timeout. We'll send it in studio for a quick update. Here's Sean Malone. Jared, thanks. A couple finals to report here for you. Mount Vernon, Downs, North County, 28-14. The Raiders fall to 1-4 on the season and doesn't get it any easier from here. they got the Festus Tigers coming up at home next week. Potosi Trojans, they've got their first win on the season. They're 1-4 overall now. They've got the St. Genevieve Dragons coming up on Friday night of week six. Fredericktown, they fall to 0-5 on the season. They take on the DeSoto Dragons, seeking out their first win of the season. Speaking of DeSoto, we got a final DeSoto and Windsor. DeSoto falls to Windsor 29-6. DeSoto goes to 1-4 on the season. Windsor above 500. They're 3-2 on the season. And Valley Catholic down St. Vincent 54-0. And Hillsborough beats Festus 42-21. This is the final game in progress throughout the area. St. Genevieve and Central 21-20. St. Gen out in front. Jared, back. Sean, thank you so much. Through the duration of that timeout, Corey Schweiss still talking it over with that official, and he still is. It'll be first and 10, ball on the 49, a minute 51 left in regulation. That was probably the biggest first down of the season so far for the Dragons. They're going to snap to Ferranto in the, check that, Jack Farlow, a direct snap to him. He'll take it to the 44, 46 rather. We've seen St. Jen do this a couple times this year. Just put Jack Farlow there at the quarterback position, snap to him, and run it. You know, so yeah, they're going to try to waste as much clock as possible. I assume Park Hills uh, calling a timeout here to stop the clock. But we've had, I, I've counted uh, by 12 pos- possessions this this half compared to the seven the first half we've had. So and uh, four turnovers for combined for both teams. Uh, so it's been an exciting second half. It absolutely has. It absolutely has. A minute 46 to go in regulation. 21-20. Quick out you go to pay some bills and right back to fi- uh, to catch the conclusion of this thriller from St. Genevieve. Hi, folks. This is Randy Hulsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. Minute 46 to go, high snap. It's to Farlow. Here's a flag in the backfield. Farlow goes nowhere. Whistle comes in. The flag going to be on St. Genevieve. Clock stops at a minute 42. Jack Farlow does lose yards as well. If they let that stand, I think the whistle came before the play was even developing. That timeout a moment ago brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsergirl, located on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home, business, or life insurance. And the ball will be spotted on the 50-yard line, make it second and 11 with a minute 42 left to play. 
in this ball game. If you're changing here, you're just wanting to take care of the ball. You know, turnover here um, could could really give the Rebels a, a chance. And even if you don't get the first down, but you can run a couple more plays, uh, you know, you're going to run at least under a minute if you're going to give the Rebels the ball back. Minute 47, 21-20, Dragons lead. They line up at the 50-yard line. Man in motion. That's Jack Farlow. Snap to Ferranto. He'll roll to the near side. Nearly had the ball stripped. He gets to the line of scrimmage, and he's brought down third and 11. No gain, but no loss. Big, big pile up there. Bunch of rebels creating pressure in the tackle. And looks like they're going to call another timeout, and it'll be their last of the half. Central will use that final timeout, as Coach Coleman mentioned. A minute 42 left to go. You're listening to High School Football on KFMO. Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at ozarkinsulation.com. Lead Belt Pump and Supply in Park Hills is happy to sponsor high school sports. Remember, if you need contract drilling, they have over 30 years of experience to help you. Since 1968, Lead Belt Pump and Supply has been serving their community with authorized sales and service and a reputation for quality. You'll find Lead Belt Pump and Supply at 204 East Elvins in Park Hills or give them a call at 573-431-2476. Lead Belt Pump and Supply, wishing all of our area teams good luck. 21 20, a minute 42 to go. Dragons with the ball. They need a first down here. This would be a huge stop for St. Jen. Man in motion, that's why it's Spring Camper. They give it to him, rolls to the near side, grabbing a hold of him and spinning into the ground. Nathan Weinhold with the biggest stop of the night for Central. Fourth and 12. The tough part about here is they're going to run the clock, you know, but again, the Rebels. Well, probably unless St. Jen decides to try to go for it and get it, they're going to get the ball back with uh, just under a minute. And they didn't even need that much time last game against Cape Central to get a score. Yeah, it was mentioned that both teams have scored three touchdowns, um, but Park Hills has went for two twice and missed. Yeah. That's that's the question. Uh, you, you get those points by going for two, but you also obviously don't get them if you yeah, miss. Yeah. <laughs> but... Not a lot of not all high school teams have great kickers either. That's I, right. I'm not sure That's about right. Park Hills or not how comfortable they feel like kicking every time. St. Jen will use their final timeout with 51 seconds to go. I don't know if I would have used it there. I might have used it if Central gets the ball back. Yeah. We'll step aside quickly as well. 51 seconds to go. 21-20. St. Jen on the Parkland Sports Leader KFMO. Pettis Ford in St. Genevieve is home to new and used cars, parts, and service. Whether you're looking for one of the stunning new Ford models or the perfect pre-owned vehicle, it's all at Pettis Ford in St. Genevieve. They offer financing for everyone and a national low price guarantee. Stop in today, meet their friendly advisors, and drive your dream car or truck home. Pettis Ford, 610 St. Genevieve Drive in St. Genevieve or call 573-883-7437. Home of the 30-year, 300,000-mile warranty. High School Football on KFMO is brought to you by Flooring Systems in Farmington, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre, CarSmart of Farmington, and by Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois. One seconds left. St. Genevieve going to come out. And are they going to punt it away? 
Looks like Jack Farlow back there to punt it. And it looks like they will. Kicking it from the 50-yard line, or the 49, rather. And Bryant back to return. That's dangerous. If Oh, looked like it was almost going to be a fake, and this one's kicked out of bounds. Central thinks it was out at the 30. What's the official going to say? Both racing to spot it. The official says it's out at the 29. Oh, but the other 32. official says it's going to be at the 32. Ooh. I think that's the smart move by Farlow to kick it out instead of letting Joe Bryant yeah. return that one. He probably definitely wanted it further down. That's going to be the 30, 34, Ooh, wow. 35. Generous positioning for the Central Rebels. 46 seconds left to play in regulation. The Dragons leading by a point, 21 to 20. Make or break time in the game. The biggest drive for either side. Joe Bryant lines up as the quarterback with twins on either side. At the wide receiver position, game clock at 46, play clock at 5. Central lines up the snap to Bryant, looking for somebody to throw to. He'll unload for deep. He's got Barry. He can't get to it, and no flag either. Great defensive play for St. Genevieve and Wyatt Springcamper. Yeah, great job by the drag. I mean, he, hit, he did have a step on him, but he was there, made it tough on him, and throw, overthrown just a little bit. Clock down to 40 seconds. Ball spotted on the 35-yard line in central territory. I mean, if you're St. Jen, you, you were thinking all passing here because they don't have any timeouts to stop the clock. And you kind of run. You're trying, you got to keep everybody in front of you. Central faithful coming alive. The snap, Bryant with a quick throw to the far side. There's Caden Casey. He's got to be Mason Nix. Gets around Nix, stays in bounds. Then out at the 50-yard line. Who came in to get him out? I believe that Isaiah it was Bosler? Isaiah Bosler, yes. That'll move the chains and stop the clock also because Caden Casey got out of bounds. Ball will be on the 49-yard line on the central side of the 50. Yeah, you got to, if you're the Dragons, you got to keep in front, but then you got to tackle too, you know, and if you let Casey get the ball out in some space and make a play. So, and the Rebels, of course, are going quick passes and try to get out of bounds. Bryant sets up again in the shotgun, the formation that Central's been running all night. 34 seconds. Bryant wants a quick pass on the near side, scrambling through the pocket. He's got a man. Bradenberry slides and makes the catch at the 40 yard line. That'll move the chains again with 27 seconds to go. Great play there. Had to fall, though, to bring it down. Central going to have to spike it. 26 seconds. The ball is snapped. The clock never started. Bryant spikes it, though, and that will stop it at 25. Yeah, I'm not sure. They had to stop the clock to move the chains, but I never saw the signal from the official to roll it. They do tick a second off of it, and it'll be second down and 10. For the Dragons, or for the uh, Rebels, rather. Dragons on defense, Rebels on offense. Ball spotted at the 39-yard line. Central's got to get to the 29. Got to keep the ball in Bryant's hand, a quarterback, a playmaker. Why wouldn't you? If he can can find those men open, why not let Bryant throw it? But he's also got the wheels if he can't. 25 seconds on the clock. Bryant and the Rebels on the 39. He's looking to throw. He rolls out of the pocket. He's got a man deep. Oh, but overthrows his man. And the intended target is Caden Casey. And it'll be third and 10 at the 39. Casey with a little limp there. I don't know if that's from earlier when he twisted his ankle in the first half. 
did have him, again, another step, but just a, a little bit overthrown. 19 seconds on the game clock. If you got to use it, Braden Berry's got the kicking ability. We just don't know how far he yep. can kick from. And if it comes down to it, this would be this would be a tough one. A, uh, yeah, 49-yarder. <laughs> 19 seconds on the clock, 21-20. Snap to Bryant. He rolls to the far side. He's at the 50. He unloads for somebody deep. It's knocked away. Oh, that was that spring camper. It Our was number. Spring Camper on the far side or Aiden Boyer. One of the two over there. I believe it's Spring Camper. No, Aiden, Aiden Meyer. Meyer rather. Eight. Aiden Meyer. Aiden Meyer. Great play defensively as the intended target of Braden Berry. Central with 12 seconds. Are they going to go for it? Central has no timeouts either. 13 no. seconds on the play clock. You know, you, you either take another shot or you got to run a quick post for a first down and get out of bounds. The play of the night for the Rebels. The snap to Bryant. He needs 10 yards for a first down. Scrambles. He's in trouble. Unloads for Caden Casey. It's incomplete. Four seconds on the clock. St. Genevieve going to win their first game against Saint, uh, against Central since that walk-off kickoff in a broadcast matchup a couple of years ago, 21-20 going to be the final score. It, it looked like Casey had a little bit of a chance, like it was there, you know, I mean, kind of broken up to at the same time. But if he'd have caught it, I think he'd have been tackled there and with four seconds left. I don't know if they got a, would have got a playoff either. But. Well, the clock would have stopped for the chains to move. That's true. That's so true. They, they could have could had have something. Or, yeah. yeah. But, man, oh, man. A big play, and Caden Casey was in triple coverage and just couldn't corral it. Victory formation for the Dragons. They're going to pick up a win, and they will be 4-1 and one on the season. Central going to fall to 3-2. and two. Four seconds to go. We await the whistle as a late substitution comes in for the Dragons, or for the Rebels, rather, after a substitution for the Dragons. Victory formation, the snap. The knee, and that is your ball game. 20 to 1 to 20. The final score, the Dragons, and they are all leaping in the seats and going crazy on the sidelines. And Dragons come out and upset a top five team in the state. And, and look at that on the far side. <laughs> Jack Farlow with a backflip at the 35, and the handshakes have begun. A final score, 21-20. St. Genevieve beats the Central Rebels. Bill Best, American Family Insurance postgame show coming up. <laughs> 